4: Embiid is down. Joel Embiid is down on the ground. Uh, this will be the end of his night. He looks like he is
5: in a great deal of pain here. Excellent defense by Kuminga. Oh. oh that was right there. Landed right on his leg. Probably hyperextended.
6: Why? Why is he yeah, why? Why, why, why? Welcome on in. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. If you stayed up late for it, you probably wish you didn't. If you woke up to it, well, we all know the news by now. Joe Allen beat hurt last night, probably hurt to start hobbling around. Not a great night, a lot to react to. Hugh Douglas, good morning.
7: Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Philadelphia. Hey, and just as a side note, I just want to let y'all know, this might just be a Southern thing. But sugar does not belong on grits. Just want to put that out
6: there. I haven't had grits in a long time. I've yeah, had grits.
7: You don't put whatever. Whenever you do, do not put sugar. on I think last That's time I had it was asking.
6: shrimp and grits.
7: Shrimp and grits is okay. Yeah, it all I... depends on. Like, here's the thing. Well, grits talk. It all depends on on who's making this shrimp and grits. Everybody can't make shrimp and grits. This is this is like a cultural thing, mm. and I'm I'm just gonna be honest which is It's a cultural thing. Everybody can't make shrimp and grits. So, if you get shrimp and grits, Joe. Make sure you don't put sugar on
6: uh, it. You know, I'm writing it down right now. No, sugar, no sugar on grits. grits, Hugh says, on 131-24. Another thing you said everyone can't, everyone can't stay healthy. And, unfortunately, that's Joel Embiid's yeah, that's story. A, that's tough. It has been, and it's been for a long time, his whole career. He just cannot, unfortunately, stay on the court, stay healthy. So, last night, he's a, pre-game, you know, he's a game-time decision. They give it a go. He tried, you, decided to play. Yep. To try to gut it out. And he's playing, and he looks uh, – look – he, he looks – beauty's in the eye of the beholder, or in this case, not beauty, whatever you want to call it, ugliness. The, he's, he's hobbling. He's he, a little rusty. He looked – it's either rust or he's really hurt, whatever it is. And then late in the game, he gets hurt worse. And now we await an MRI on Joel Embiid as uh, Kaminga got tied up with him, maybe a hyperextension. I'm not sure what it is. But, but here's where I'm at, and then we'll hear from Nick Nurse on what the heck happened last night and why he was out there. We are a week and a day – from the NBA trade deadline. Next Thursday is the NBA trade deadline. And I look at the Philadelphia 76ers, and I see a team that has now fallen to fifth in the Eastern Conference. I see a star player who has been banged up, again, like he always is, for the better part of the, you know, the last few weeks. And mm-hmm. it's now maybe, maybe a tough one this time, and we'll see how long he's out. Hopefully not. I see a team with Tyrese Maxey, who's a really nice young player, and he probably makes the All-Star team as a reserve. Tumble
7: cookie ball was out there balling a little bit later. He
6: was. Uh, yeah, Tyrese is, is taking a nice step. Um, but even he's slowed down the last few weeks. I don't think they have enough on this team. I don't believe this is a real contender in the Eastern Conference. And as much as – and I'm sure we'll get to some names. There are some really outrageously big names available for Daryl Morey to try to go get and to use the stuff he got in the James Harden trade. I, I don't want to do it. I, I don't think this Sixers team is worth it to go all in at the trade deadline. And Hugh, I, I can't trust Joel Embiid to be physically ready because he's never physically ready. I'm not going in. Hugh, did last night did Embiid's injury change your mind about what they should do here? I,
7: let me say this first. It's unfortunate that Joel Embiid got hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the storyline that night was basically talking about them going all in and how he wanted to win try to win the championship. Yep. With all that being said, I think they still should go all in, man. It just all, but it's all predicated on how how his injury goes. Hopefully he's not hurt bad. But I feel like you know if you go out there and you get the right piece, that yeah, they should push it all in and go go for
6: it. Yeah, I look at it like this: that you know, the offseason, they have a lot of cap space; they can make a lot of moves. They could also make a trade right now. I mean, they they could trade for some big names out there. But I don't think this team's very good. I mean, I think we just have been happy they've been okay, pretty good because we were happy they got rid of James Harden. They're fifth in the Eastern Conference. They're not better. They're not even close to Boston. Milwaukee's better. The Knicks look like they're a better team right now. I. Like what, what? Do we think them trading for something is going to push this forward, like to get out of the second round? Because I, I don't so. see
7: it. I think so. I, you know what? Before he got hurt and the way that the narrative was going last night, I feel like he was trying to position himself for a playoff run. Because, like I said, I think he's missed like, what, 12 games so far? And there's no telling how many he's going to miss with this injury that he has now. You only can miss 17 games. You was miss 17 games and still win so the yeah, and still with still, win, still MVP. I feel like he was trying to position himself not to win another MVP, but try to go deep in the playoffs. So that's why I feel like this team you should push all in if, if he's healthy. If he's healthy, if this if this injury that he just suffered last night is not that serious, I think you should go. And push all in at the trade.
6: And MRI. look, we can we can all cross our fingers. It's not a major injury. The one thing I saw this morning is the Sixers' immediate thought was not super serious, but obviously headed for an MRI. And it's Joel Embiid. It's probably not nothing. I mean, last year we did this, right? It was not super serious, but he hobbled around the entire postseason. It was a thing. He had to wear the sleeve. He missed the game. Yeah. So a little banged up. Yeah. I mean, he's always banged up, and that I think it makes it challenging. Like some years, the team is is number one number two number three kind of seed you're like man we gotta go for it they're the number five seed right now and and they're going the wrong way 215-592-9494 your reaction to Joel Embiid, and does it change your your thought process if you know what the sixers should do here at the nba trade deadline one week from today it does for me i i, I can't go in on a team that's best player never could stay on the floor and i don't think the supporting cast around them is is like what is this team? They're they're nice, scrappy. They're scrappy, but scrappy doesn't win NBA championships. Scrappy played well for my did play well for Miami yeah, last year, because though. Because Jimmy Butler is a superstar in the playoffs.
7: Joel Embiid is a superstar in the regular season. I didn't see. Listen, I'm not as off or or out on Joel Embiid as you are. I think that he was trying to put himself in position himself to get ready for a playoff run. It's just unfortunate. Last night was an f- unfortunate event. Now, you know, there are going to be some people that are going to be mad that that he played, and they're going to be mad at probably Coach Nurse because he had him out there. But you can't control when injuries happen. Even though he did look real clunky throughout the whole course of the game, he looked real clunky, and he looked like he was in a little bit of pain. I applaud him for going out there, but the unfortunate thing about it is he did get hurt, and it did look like he made the injury that he was already suffering from a whole lot worse.
6: So let's hear from Nick Nurse because, yeah, I think there's a lot of frustration. Why was he still on the court late in that game I do believe that Joel is is the one that calls the shots if he plays or not a lot of the time. Here is Nick Nurse last night about what happened and is it related to what caused him to miss the game Saturday in Denver.
8: Do you have anything you can share with us on Joel and his his knee right now? Yeah,
9: so um, he uh, obviously got landed on, uh, so they're going to do an MRI tonight or tomorrow. Um, It's kind of unrelated to what's been bothering him. Um, So we just wait on that.
6: So we wait on that, and and any news we get during the show today, we'll pass it along right away on Joel Embiid's knee and what this uh, diagnosis actually is. All right, here let's hear from Nurse on why he was allowed to play last night because we all saw it. If if you stayed up to watch or you just saw some of the highlights, he wasn't moving well even before he got injured last night. Here's Nurse on the medical staff.
8: What were the conversations in in clearing him to play tonight in general and and how— did he feel before, before that play yeah. happened? How was he feeling? How was he doing? Yeah,
9: so obviously medical cleared him. Uh, Joel obviously is a big part of that. He said he was feeling good. Um, I, you know, he said he's more a little rusty, and, and he'd been, you know, he hadn't been on the court for, for five days, um, but he said he felt good.
6: See, the part there when he said Joel's a, par, a big part of that, you know, the medical staff cleared him, but Joel's a big part of that, you know, that frustrates me. I mean, we're talking about him trying to stay healthy for the playoffs. Does he not feel that he's hobbling up and down the court? He said he's fine, but he didn't look fine to me last night. Well,
7: I think in, in situations like that, you you have to know the difference between being hurt and being injured. And I think that he was hurt last night, and he just wanted to go out there and play for his team. You know what the thing that really kind of got me was that, you know, you're out there, and I commended him for this, and, you know, unfortunately got banged up, that Tyrese didn't play last night. Tyrese wasn't out yeah, there. Yeah, ankle. Yeah, so it, it was one of those things where, you know, they, usually, they go, go in pairs when they don't play. Mm. But Joel, Joel had to play last night, and like I said, he looked a little banged up. He looked a, no, he looked a little slow. He looked a little off, but he was still out there. And, and, and in a situation like that, when you have a player of his caliber and he tells you he, he can go, you got to let him go, man.
6: Yeah, But after all these years, I don't I don't trust him with his body. I I don't. I mean, he says these things or he says I'm in, I'm says I'm out. I don't know. All I keep hearing is all he cares about is the playoffs. Right. That's what I've heard now for two years. Why are you playing if you can't move on January 30th against the Warriors? I don't understand.
7: Yeah, that's a tough one. And then when you talk about the Warriors were leaking oil, they just got back on the on the right side of things last night. And to be out there, I don't know what drives a champion of his caliber. He's not a champion. Well, that's what I knew you were about to say. That he's not, and that's why I was about to say, Mm -hmm. drive a, a a Hall of Fame player the way that drives Joel Embiid. He wanted to play, man. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. This is one of those stories where I know his his history does not bode him well in this situation, and I know that people are upset with him. This, this this almost feels like he he damned if he do damned if he don't type situation That's his career it basically yeah. basically that's the case but hopefully and i got my fingers crossed hopefully this is a situation where there's no damage and it looks like you know he probably won't even be eligible for the mvp and hopefully that's a sign that you know we get ready for the playoffs and get ready to roll. And so he won't be tired and he won't be banged up for the
6: playoffs. Yeah, and you, you, you know, I I appreciate your view on it and the optimistic view. I've been optimism. I've been. This has been the same thing. He, he was drafted one decade ago. I I, I just. So much time has passed waiting for this guy to be healthy. He's never healthy. I mean, that's just the reality of it. 215, 9494. It's not so much being mad. I'm not mad at Joel Embiid. i, I it's you know just you're frustrated. Yeah.
7: Well, yeah.
6: I, I mean, frustrated, mad, kind of the same. Man. No, but I'm not I'm not mad he's hurt. I, I'm frustrated that he played last night because it seemed like he wasn't physically able to give the effort he needed to. And I don't think that's why he got hurt on but it's it added to the whole thing. And I'm also, I'm out. Like, if I'm Daryl Morey, how can I trade? the? I actually have assets for the first time in a while, right? He he got stuff back for the James Harden trade. How can I cash it in now to have Joel hobbling in April to help, you know, the player I trade for in a week? I I can't do it. Kyle, before we go to the phone lines here, where are you at on the Sixers a week and a day from the trade deadline and Joel Embiid taking an MRI again?
10: So I'm not looking at it, I guess, from as positive of an angle as, as Hugh is here, but basically the last thing you just said is more of a reason to me why I think they do have to go all in on this roster. Like, we've been sitting here waiting for 10 years for this, like, this version of Joel Embiid, the healthy version of a prime Joel Embiid heading into the playoffs. It's not coming, guys. It's never coming. This is what we have. If you're not going to go in, go all in on a prime version of Joel Embiid, uh, it's like, this healthy version, it's just not happening, so... You have you you mentioned the supporting cast. It's not that good, but you know what a trade does, Joe? It gives Joel Embiid a better supporting cast. So I, I, I'm just I'm take tired of, of yeah. I'm just tired of sitting around waiting for something that's not coming. So if if and I mean I, we're gonna play in the next segment some of these names that are out there. I mean you don't want to let this pass you by. It's like your your Eagles and Belichick take. That you don't want to let this good crop of uh, of options here pass you by when you have the opportunity to, because guess what? Next year we're not getting a a a, a healthy prime version of Joel Embiid. It's just not happening. You're probably right on that one. I mean, because it's never happened. It
6: doesn't happen. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One last thing, and then we'll go to the phones. I I I think in the back of our minds we're wondering, did he play last night because of the reaction to what happened in Denver? Here's Nick Nurse. On all that stuff. Because there was a lot of reaction. There was a lot of people said he ducked Jokic and he didn't want to play. So what was last night? Was that about the reaction, takes about him, or did he just want to play in a game? Here's Nick Nurse.
5: These last couple of days, a lot of commentary about Joel and, and his desire to play. And he's, he's gotten called out a lot after the Denver game. Do you feel like... Any of that is, is, has impacted his decision-making process as he tries to push and, and be out yeah, there?
9: Yeah, so I, you know, I can't, again, speak for that. I just think that, again, we're going to do all the things that are, that are necessary and that they've been doing for the whole time he's, he's been playing here, right? Like he, they, He's got these checks. He gets to this point. Medical's good. They check him again. He says he's feeling good. He even said he felt good in the game tonight. Said we, you know, again, relating to that, he just said he felt like um, he wasn't quite playing like his normal self, but he thought that was just more rust and rhythm than it was anything else.
6: So I like Nick Nurse, but you know what else I heard when he said all that? He kind of washed his hands of it. Look, like the medical staff told me it's all right. I asked him, he told me it was okay. What do you, what do you want me to do about this? I mean, that's all you can do. Yeah. And, and,
7: you know, like I said, sometimes there's a big difference between being hurt and being injured. And I guess with that statement that he made talking about he felt that he was a little rusty. That he was going to try to work his way through that. You know how it is, Joe. You're a runner. When you when you first start running, like initially, it hurts. Pan- yeah, head. it hurts, and then as soon as you get through that that little bit of soreness, then you're back on track. That's probably how you felt last. Yeah,
6: night. Yeah, but I only have to deal for myself, right? If I go down or I have an injury, it's only me that suffers. I mean, Joel has all this stuff going on. It it, it changes things, and and maybe it changes what Daryl Morey does to trade deadline It ninety four ninety four. It is the phone number here. All right, let's react to this whole thing. Joel goes down, taking an MRI today. Are Embiid's injuries holding you back from one of the Sixers to go all in this season? And there are some big names out there. Jeff in Wilmington. Good morning, Jeff. Jeff,
11: yo, what's up, guys? Hey, what's Jeff. What's going
7: on, Jeff?
6: Hey
11: Hugh, can I just put butter and a pinch of salt on those grits? Because that's all I've ever put on. Butter
7: and salt is great. That's a great yeah. combination. Yes. Yeah,
6: I don't. I don't put sugar on anything, man.
7: Yeah, no. I don't understand that sugar on grits thing, man. Yeah, now,
6: are there like are there dessert grits? Is that where the I sugar don't know where comes they come, from? I don't know I don't where know. they come from. That,
7: that's all I
11: know, weird. all I know is down south they like to use a lot of lot of stuff, lot of stuff on it, whether it's sugar, salt, whatever. But I'm, I'm out on the
7: on the sugar. Yeah, I definitely don't do the
11: sugar um, I'm out on grits. Joe, it's. I'm shocked that you are pessimistic on the Sixers. I, I, I know. I'm surprising I,
6: everyone today. Uh, yeah.
11: <laughs> really um, out of character for me. You say he's
7: on brand.
11: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I told Kyle I would, be, I would have been making a move or wanting to be making a move whether Joel got hurt last night or not because the constant in this has always been Joel and that he's hurt. So that doesn't change my mind to say, well, throw my hands up and say, well, we're done. You know, I don't know what not Nobody really knows what the extent of the injury is anyway. We'll probably find out today. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of expected them, because they don't have the headache hanging over their head of, you know, Ben Simmons or um, what's his name? Um, why can't I Harden,
4: Harden. James, oh, yeah, James Harden, Harden. Harden. I forgot his name last time we were talking about this.
11: Yeah, I, I, I think they need to make a – they should make a move. They got a little bit of, you know, assets to play with. Um, you know, and why not? I, I like I said, the constant is Joel,
6: and it, that he's hurt. So that doesn't change my mind on anything as far as how I want to make the team better. Yeah, and, and then, Jeff, I understand that. I mean, that, the constant is what it is. I mean, J- that hasn't changed. Jeff, we appreciate the phone call. He, here's here's the other side of this, and why I, I have reservations about trading anything for, you know significant. What if we wake up in the summertime and Joel doesn't want to be here anymore?
7: Like That's what a if, possibility?
6: So then I'm trading like. I, This thing could be a full rebuild in a year. It could be. You could have have just Maxie, a bunch of picks. Joel could say, I'm not really sure if it's working out in Philadelphia. And if I've traded my picks away, then what do I have? I I just, where are we going with this? Are the Sixers going to win a championship with Joel Embiid? It feels like they have an opportunity.
7: Nothing's guaranteed, Joe. But to ask me the question flat out, and I know you've been here a lot longer than me. I think there's a possibility that that can happen if you get the right pieces in here. Because the one thing that we said going in there, I think Tyrese has turned into a, a really nice player. He is. I like I like Patrick Beverly being here in his hustle. I like Crumble Cook, even though you know a lot of people don't like Tobias Harris. If he messes around and has a pretty good p- postseason, they could really be in a good spot. You just need that third score. You need somebody else that's going to be a, 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 th- be a threat to score. And I think that you have a shot, especially this year. I really think that's the case.
6: Yeah, the more I watch this season, I, I, my thoughts on them. I don't think they're close to the Boston Celtics. I don't think they're close to the teams at the top. I, I actually think last night, and we, and look, we hope Joel is okay, and this is a minor thing. This could be a good thing for Daryl Morey. He, it could take the decision decision out of his hands because I don't think this is an easy decision. I mean, Kyle, the, for the since the trade of of Harden, it's been like, do they go in during the season or do they wait for free agency? Because they have money they have a lot of money available this off season to go add something maybe better than what they'd get in the season. Yeah. So this actually could help Maury make a decision.
10: Well, while we're throwing in, you know, these possibilities, you mentioned the possibility of Joe Embiid not wanting to be here. I'll give you another possibility. What if he he's here next year and the injury that he has, you know, the inevitable injury that he has takes him off the court entirely for the season. Then you're two years now of just sitting on your hands, doing nothing. Like, at what point do we accept that this is almost the best case scenario? Like Joel Embiid is injured, yes, but he's still injured to a degree where he can go out there and perform. Like this might just be like what we have to deal with. Yeah, this is almost the acceptance phase yeah. of
6: the whole thing. It, well, I, we've got, dealt with a lot of years of it to get here. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. There's Embiid's injury, the latest one last night. Changed what you want the Sixers to do here. I mean, they got a week to figure this out. Trade deadline, of one week from tomorrow. I can't go and cash in assets when my best player's in an MRI tube. Chuck in Mount Airy, what's up, Chuck? <laughs>
12: hey, hey Joe Gillio, what's going on? Hey Hugh, what's I going on? Hey Chuck, everybody else
6: has turned their back on me, but
12: you know it's okay. Thank you guys, for taking my call. What about uh, oatmeal? I like oatmeal with a little salt in it. You know,
7: I mean, a little salt.
6: In you know what? Milk. I make uh, steel cut oats and I throw a little salt while the water's boiling, and then I put the oats in. See when I do steel,
7: I Do when I do steel cuts, I just eat them with butter.
6: Steel cuts and butter.
7: Yeah, that's it. Because you know, like when you eat oats, like unless I'm eating like the uh, maple syrup ones, but I but the plain ones, you gotta eat those.
6: You like. a steel cuts guy or a regular oats guy?
7: Well, know? it all depends. Like if I'm trying to, you know, get ready for like I'm getting ready for clear water. shredding season. Yeah, I gotta get ready. Gotta get them steel cuts. And the steel with cuts the, are good, Jack. It's salt and
12: butter, yeah. Chuck, What are you thinking yeah. on Embiid here? Well, you know, you know what I'm thinking. You know, it's time to get his ass out of here, man. I gotta, gotta go. I mean, you know, what are we doing? I mean, we pulled to build a team to win a championship. I mean, why are we sitting in our hands now? We've already seen 10 years of this. You know what the story is going to be. You know what I mean? We keep trying to see, have a different result. You know, the guy is a regular season player. That's all he is. You know what I mean? And it's not going to change. It's time to get rid of Joel Embiid and get have the assets we have and, and Daryl Moore start doing your job. Start building a, this team up. You know what I mean? Joel, you can get a lot more assets added on to what we have now if we get rid of Joel Embiid, I know people don't want to hear that because you just dropped seventy points. But that—that what's parade for the seventy points? I mean, let me know when the parade is.
6: Yeah, I don't points. know when it's scheduled, but we got to have one. It's for seven. Luke, Luca gets one in Dallas. Booker got yeah. one last year. It's like there's been like five yeah. guys the last two, through two years have done it.
12: Exactly. I mean, Joe, listen, what are we doing here? I mean, we, we've been we've been waiting for Joel to stay healthy around his time, and every time, by clockwork, we're going into February, March, April. You got to hold your breath every year. Enough is enough, man. You know what I mean? The guy has been a great 76er. You know I mean? We can appreciate him for what he is, but sometimes you got to be proactive in situations like this, and you have to move forward trying to build a team. Build this team around Maxi. You got some good young pieces. You got some money. You know what I mean? You can try to build this thing the right way now. You know what I mean? You can't, yeah, everybody, else, you know, before was like, oh, well, you know, you can't trade him, B. What are we going to get for him? But well, we got some assets from the Harden trade, and now we can get a ton for Embiid if we be proactive in this situation and realize that we are never going to win a championship with this guy.
6: Never. And, and every day, every injury, Chuck, we appreciate it. It feels more like that. 215-592-9494. Your reaction, Joel, hurt again last night MRI. We'll see how bad the knee is. But if I'm Daryl Moore, I can't. I, I can't go in at this trade deadline for real. When my best player can't stay on the court, never can. All right, we'll get to all your phone calls after the break. This last night, the latest Embiid injury, and really it's – it's been a few weeks now of this knee b- being a problem for him. Right, it was an ankle, it was a knee. I mean, it's always something, but now the knee is a significant one. Last night MRI today. Does it change what you think the Sixers should do at the trade deadline? We will get to a major Bill Belichick rumor that I have. I have to talk about here because this is this is big stuff. And, and and the MRI results when they come in for Joel Embiid, we'll get it to you any minute. Plus, wait till you hear some of the names being floated around in potential trades. There's. These are some big names out there. NBA trade deadline a week from today. 215-592-9494. Midday show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sick and
7: tired of achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery? Yeah, me too. That's why I'm to my friends at QC Kinetics. Hugh Douglas here. And let me tell you, I did my third. Was it my third? Because I can't, you know, math is hard. I did my third uh, session. That's, I think that's what you call them, sessions or whatever. But anyway, what I'm trying to tell you is this. My knees feel better. I was running this morning. And boy, I tell you, no pain, no pain, no pain. It feels so good. I know I say this every day. It might not be a marathon, but the 5K looks like it's in my future. This is not a Band-Aid that I'm talking about. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you back in the game. If you like to work out or do anything outside, any kind of activities, pickleball, whatever it is you like to do, this can help you out tremendously. You know, your body has what it needs to restore and repair itself. And QC Kinetics can make that happen for you. This is no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. The future of pain treatment has arrived. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetic providers have treated a ton of satisfied patients all over America. And guess what? If you call now, you can be one of them. Hip pain, back pain, any pain associated with arthritis or injury, you need to call my folks at QC Kinetics. The number is 215-999-3000. That's 215-999-3000. One more time, 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics, check them out.
1: You know the guy I would go after. I'd go after Klay Thompson. I, I would go after Klay Thompson if things in Golden State continually go south here, and see if you know you get to a point where Klay says, "You know what? I want to go win." This team's going to be a playing team at best. Um, and but if I was if I was if I was um, Philadelphia, I'd go after Klay Thompson and put him in the backcourt with uh, with uh, Tyrese Maxey here, and, and, and even if it cost you two ones, because as I said, you would have one one left. And then when you get the night of the draft, all of a sudden you have three first again in case another player becomes available here.
6: Here we go. The names have begun. The rumors out there. Bobby Marks, ESPN, talking about Clay Thompson, the possibility of him mm-hmm. landing with the 6 All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. The number as we discuss if Embiid's injuries and the latest one last night. We'll pass along any MRI news we get as soon as it comes in here. He got hurt last night, got rolled up on by Kaminga late in that game. He was hobbling before that. Embiid is obviously hurt. We'll find out how bad. But I'm at the point where all the Embiid injury stuff has me out. I, I'm, if I'm Darren Morey, I'm not trading multiple first-round picks for any of these guys. And, look, I, I've always loved Clay Thompson. Now, he's not the player he used to be. He's had a lot of he injuries. He can still shoot, though. He can still shoot. Uh, he's not shooting at his normal percentage. But, you know, we know, Hugh, he can still shoot. His average is 17.6 a game. 38% for three. He can still shoot. Uh, he is a little bit older, though, 33 years old. So we have the Clay Thompson thing. How about this one, though? You want to perk up people's ears? How what about this got? name? Well, it's a name that everyone in this city still longs for. Kendrick Perkins. Listen to this idea of a trade.
9: It's time for the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler to go their separate ways. And I believe that the Miami Heat need to do right by Jimmy and trade him to a team that's actually that actually could compete for a title this season.
6: You hear that? You Hear the sound there of people screaming across the Delaware Valley. We should, have, we should have never let him go. Bring Jimmy back. Hugh, your reaction to those two, and and I know you still think this team should be trying to improve here at the trade deadline. Uh
7: I I don't I think Clay's a pipe dream. Jimmy, don't know. Uh, I know him and Joel Embiid are good friends, or they they play well together. Uh but I, I feel like Clay's a pipe dream. Jimmy might that might happen. That that might fit. But I don't think Clay's gonna leave Golden State. Hell they paid Draymond a whole bunch of money to keep him there. So I think they want to try to keep that group together as long as they possibly can. So I don't see Clay going.
6: Yeah, they should break it up though. It's over. The Warriors are not winning any more titles.
7: It feels like it. Yeah, I, I think that thing is. They struggle they've been struggling mightily.
6: So there's one more name that was put out there yesterday. Kevin O'Connor, the Ringer, wrote a whole story about how LeBron James here is at the end but still playing at a super high level, 27 a game. Still ridiculous. They got dragged. They? Yeah, well, they stink. I mean, the team stinks. It's not good enough, and he's going to waste away his last year or whatever it is in L.A. So even LeBron James's name is out there. And you guys know deep down, like, do I want LeBron here? Of course. I mean, it's LeBron James. But I just don't think this team is worth this. They got to hold on to these draft picks. They have to hold on to whatever future they could have. You know, the NBA's what in football, you could undo things very fast. You make one bad move. You make one bad signing. You sign a Carson Wentz. Boom. Two, three years later, you know, how he just maneuvers. Yeah, you're out. You can can move on very fast. In the NBA, you make the wrong deal and you bring in a player that's past their prime. It hampers you for years. Think about the Elton Brand signing here all those years ago. He he was done. Chris Webber. I mean, it. You make mistakes, it crushes you. Yeah, and it takes you a
7: long time in NBA to, to, to recover yeah. from some of those bad mistakes that you make. But those are names like LeBron James. I don't see LeBron James coming here either. I think he's made his life in L.A. and he's going to probably end up, that's probably going to be his last team. Could be, that he unless he wants to win.
6: He could just ask to get out and then go back to L.A. Yeah,
7: I mean, I, I hear you on that, but I, I I just don't see LeBron coming coming to Philly. And then when LeBron comes to Philly, he's, he's going to be the focal point, like Le, uh MB is gonna to to take a backseat to that. I don't know how how he's gonna feel about that. Well, he should. It's LeBron James. No, I mean I'm not saying that he shouldn't. But you know, some guys when they're in a situation like that, Joe, they don't do too well playing being second fiddle.
6: Well, then you know what? Then enjoy the second round exits the rest of your life. I mean, like <laughs> we got to grow up here. I mean, you might be right on that. So, but you still think they should go in here? Yeah. They should try yes. at the trade deadline. Yes, and I want I, I
7: you know I wrote down some names. Y'all took some notes this month. Oh, he's got uh, some, some names. What he got that are really like. They're more feasible as far as what you're talking about. How's the name Zach Levine? Does that get you moving? No. Shooting guard?
6: Well, I mean, I, he's a good player. He could score. know he's banged up in that, his money. That contract is Yeah, the, the so contract.
7: Bad. But, but you're talking about another shooter. Now, that's a name that, that realistically – that can happen in a guy.
6: Our guy, So our guy Elliot at 12 will join us. And okay. Ike, they, I believe they're both big Zach Levine guys. Okay. So you got some support okay. around okay. here. Okay,
7: and a, a name that I've been saying for a while, I don't know because his name's kind of heated up from the A, DeJounte Murray. His name's been been associated with trading for the last couple of years. They haven't done it yet. I know a lot of people are talking about he might end up in in uh, L.A. But there's a guy that could fit well with this team in another
6: score. I'd rather have DeJounte Murray of the two you threw out. But I'm I'm still out on any of this. What is the point of this? So Joel got, can watch from the bench. I got one more there. Okay, give me, give me, let's hear. It. How about this one? Pascal Siakam. Well, he just got traded to Indiana. Right? Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. He's but out. he could still
7: he potentially you could you could try to, you know. You, like swing another trade yeah. for him. Well, he yeah. could
6: but oh, here's one with Siakam. Siakam could be a free agent they signed in the offseason. He's yeah. he's available. I like Siakam. And I look if they I thought the Sixers should have been on that trade. Indiana got him a couple weeks ago. But I, look I I I like Siakam. I like Murray. I don't like Levine much. These are all wonderful names. <laughs> he said, I don't like Levine. No, I don't like Levine. That contract would bury well, the Sixers. Yeah, that
7: is like $50 billion or something uh, crazy like that. It's like
6: that. We, we were about to end the Tobias thing. Now you want to bring the next Tobias yeah, you're right, you're in. Right. He's Tobias 2.0. The,
7: the money is, yeah.
6: Uh, all right, Kyle, before we go back to the phones here, I mean, you were in on trading for people anyway. Those names, I mean, you brought three to the table, and then you throw in the LeBron, you throw in the Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's the course, one that's. Clay Thompson. Yeah, Jimmy's the one I'm sure that's peaking interest out he plays there.
10: Clay's like an old limping dog at this point that you're just, <laughs> oh, you know, like you're counting that's down the days. It's a tough way to put yeah, it. Yeah, it's brutal. But uh, Jimmy Butler is a dog. I mean, he is the exact foil to all of the issues that we've had about Joel Embiid's mentality, the team's mentality in the postseason. Maybe he could bring some heat culture to the Sixers, I, I mean, look, if Joel Embiid does go out or need to miss a short period of time, you can still win some basketball games if you have Jimmy Butler. So I'm, I'd be all in on Jimmy him. Buckets, is he
7: going to come with that pern that he had at the beginning of the season? He very well might. All right, so let's say that <laughs> I thing. just guys, – You're just tired of Joel, man. I, I feel it. It's I'm, just like you, you, you're tired not him personally, just of the – the scenario that, scenario that keeps playing itself out. It's
6: Groundhog Day. We do this every year. And look, I, I think for the first time in a long time, the Sixers have some. You could see the uh, you could see the light at the end of the tunnel. They're out. The, Tobias's contract ends after this season. They actually have draft picks for the first time in a while. They could figure this thing out around Tyrese Maxey and whatever they do the next four or five years. I'm not. I'm done going in around Joel. I'm done. I'm like we've done this already. And it hasn't worked. Chris in Middletown. What's up, Chris?
2: Fellas, welcome to Sports Hell. <laughs>
6: hey, Chris, good morning. How are you? Nah, man. Why? why?
2: Why? Why? Why do we have to do this all over again with him? Dude, I'm so tired of this man being hobbled, being broken. He's been broken since day one.
6: Like, can we please stop acting like we're surprised by this? Oh, no one should be surprised. I mean, it's, it's the same story every year. And, you know, Chris, whenever we talk about this, people get upset and they get in their feelings. Like, why well, you're being unfair to him. It's just, to, to me, the way I view it is, it's almost like yes or no, black or white. Like, it is what it is, it's right? Unfo-
7: it's unfortunate.
6: But it is what it is. Yeah. He's always hurt. That's, that's just the reality of it. Hugh, listen to me, Hugh. Come on. You, I, I start watching the beginning of the game, and you know what? I was the
2: lucky one because I fell asleep. <laughs> and thank God I did. But, dude, he looked awful. And yeah, he was
7: he was hobbled. He listen, was definitely hobbled.
2: I got my injuries, too. My knee kills me. You know, I'm a, old man pains, right? But once I get warmed up and get moving, I get what you're saying. But, dude, it, it wasn't like, okay, the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes in the first quarter. Dude, he was hobbled the entire time. He wasn't jumping. Like, they were going right at him because they were like, dude, he can't do anything. Like, he did not deserve to be out there. Nick Nurse, you know, going, oh, well, he's a little rusty, dude. Uh, okay, I get it, Nick. you got to say got to the press. But, dude, use your damn eyes. He looked awful. Get him off the floor. But I know it's probably not his call. Guys, here's what I want to do. I, I want to trade him. Mm. I don't think we're going anywhere with him. But here's something that really interests me. You guys said Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Now, um, and, Hugh, you just mentioned Siakam. They got Toronto got three number ones for Siaka. So if we go to trade Joel, we mm-hmm. were able to get three number ones for him. What do you think we would get for Joel and beat? And how about this trade? How about we trade him, go get Jimmy Butler, send him down to Miami, grab a couple of ones because we're going to get more back than just a shred of trade. And now you got Butler, a couple of ones in your pocket, and Tyrese Maxey. I'd rather my postseason odds with that than what we have right now and the future moving forward.
6: Yeah, I think it'd be so. a better postseason odds. I agree with that. And you mentioned the Siakam trade. They got three ones. I think last year, Rudy Gobert, when he went from Utah to Minnesota, they got four number ones for Gobert, and he can't even score. He's just a defensive player. So, yeah, I mean, if the Sixers ever did this, obviously they'd have to do it at a time, uh, you know, Chris, that Joel is healthier. But if they ever did it, they would get a ton back for him. Of course they would. He he He's leading the league in scoring. They would get a yeah. lot. I, and again, you got, you got to sell him high. you got to sell him high.
2: And we all got to step back from our emotions with him because we look at him and you go, oh, my God, I don't want to hold him. He's he's a phenomenal guy. But listen, let's step back. When he came in the league, we knew he had the broken foot. He's got the bad back. He's got the bad knees. And we knew his shelf life was going to be short. And I remember talking about it. And they said, hey, if we get four or five years out of this guy, that would be phenomenal. That opens that window to win. Listen, that window is getting ready to shut. Sell him now while you can get some assets. You're 100% right, Hugh. You got a star on your team in in Maxi. Build around him. Put some more ones back in your pocket. Bring Jimmy in so you could try to make a run this year. But you know what? You're getting ones back in your pocket and freeing up cap for the future.
6: Yeah, they got to think big picture. Chris, appreciate the phone call. I just think the Sixers need to think big picture on this and not worry about this year. I, I think the chances of them winning a championship this year. Almost regardless of what they get, like Murray or Levine, you know any of those kind of guys. I yeah. I just I put them at I don't know. Like what what chances do they have to actually do something real? Three percent, five percent,
7: a chip in the chair. I feel like in the NBA, especially now these days, that all you need is a chance. You just need to get in, and you get hot at the right time, and anything is possible. A chip in the chair. So if you get the right pieces and they gel at the right time, we can keep we can keep Joel hurt. I think we at least – and I, know I hate I'm about to say this because I would probably get ratio for this. We owe it to him to try to at least push push all in one year. We
6: owe it to Joel Embiid to I, push I in?
7: Knew, I knew. I couldn't think of nothing No, the way.
6: Sixers owe it to themselves to do what's best for their team. <laughs> I knew. I, I can't. <laughs> no, I don't know. They don't owe anything to Joel Embiid. They, they, they've given him a runway of a decade here. <laughs> Ro- owe it to him.
7: I knew when it came out of my mouth that it was not going to sit well. Well,
6: no, I think a lot of people agree with
7: you. I mean, I I, I don't no, think... No, but I'm just saying... I like, just don't agree. This is the year. And I feel like if if last night wouldn't have happened and, you know, he would have taken his his other five games whenever they were parceled out throughout the season and we would have made a deep playoff run, I think everything would have been fine. I, I still hope that this injury that he suffered last night is not that serious. I hope I so, really, too. Really and,
6: and from the, what I saw this morning, the Sixers didn't seem to think last night that it was. And they you know they do the check, the immediate check with the trainers. Mm-hmm. It could be wrong, right? Sometimes MRIs show things you don't think are there. We hope they're right, and it's not super serious. But, I don't know,
7: hyperextension, that could be a few weeks. Yeah, it could be, and he could be be back in that brace, yeah. or, or, or in that brace even longer. Because I think he had it on last night, and I think that's one of the reasons why it wasn't as bad as it could have potentially been.
6: Yeah, well, that's look. He 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 seemed to be in pain. John Ritchie had an interesting way of framing it this morning. Like John was doing his thing where he kind of broke it down in a way that only John Ritchie could. And he mentioned how if it's an MCL, it hurts more than an ACL. I guess that has to do with blood flow and the way our our knees are. Like ACLs, you almost don't feel sometimes. Mm-hmm. You just kind of could walk it off, but it feels weird. He he. John surmised it was maybe an MCL because he looked like he was in real pain. And that actually could bring him back sooner. So we don't know yet. Well, any information we get today with the MRI will pass along. But Joel's hurt again. I mean, this is, again. that That's the thing for you. It's like hurt again. Again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And I look at the t- – so it's two parts for me. One, Joel's hurt again. That's the constant. But two, I don't think this team around him is good enough. I mean, it, it, like we have these kind of scrappy players. I think this year's team has been almost more enjoyable to watch. Because they're scrappy. Yeah. But scrappy doesn't win NBA titles. It doesn't. Wait a minute. The Detroit Pistons were pretty scrappy. They were, but they were talented. Five, five talented guys. It was also like two thousand and two. Yeah, it was know. a long
7: time ago. When you say scrappy, that's I thought about Bill Wallace. <laughs> Scra- and, you know what I mean? Scrappy hasn't we won NBA won. titles in like twenty yeah, no, years. No, you're right. I mean, I got you. man. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out well, something here.
10: But man. to your point, a better supporting <laughs> cast would, which I, yeah, is I, how you, you know, you go all in and you. Can I get-
7: believe, I believe you have some of the supporting cast members here. You just need another shooter. You need another shooter. I think if you get another shooter, and we keep Joel healthy, we got a shot.
6: Yeah, I think they have one supporting cast member. I mean, like Pat Bev and some of those guys could be bench guys. I like Pat Bev a lot. He's actually – You don't know, like the way Kelly Oubre has been playing lately? Kelly Oubre, there's, yeah, there's 50 of him in the league. I mean, I, I don't know. Kelly Oubre's fine. I, I the other Tobias Harris – Crumble Cookie. Yeah, your guy, Crumble Cookie. I just like, like
7: – and, and Tobias – well, he's probably not listening, but anybody in his family because, you know, people like to – tweet People tell mm. them all you talking about. I don't mean it in a bad way. You're the one that said crumble cookie. I just think it's funny because every time I see you do your thing, I just think of crumble cookie.
6: That's his thing now. You yeah, know what I like think crumble of crumble cookie. You know what I think of when I see uh, Tobias? What? I, I, I count the days for his contract to expire. No, Tobias, I'm telling you, oh. this,
7: this playoff scenario, Tobias is going to factor in big to us having success.
6: Well, he'll factor in big. I'm not sure if it's. <laughs> in a positive yeah, note. So yeah, okay. okay. All right. This will be the year. Kent is in Norristown. Hey, Kent. How's my two favorite Embiid oh
11: haters God. doing today? You know what? It's not two. It's one Embiid hater today because he actually makes some sense today. It's unbelievable. that My guy, he was finally came to the light, man. He started to understand that Embiid is that guy, man. What, He's what are we talking
7: it. You know what, Ken? I'm going to let you live today, man, because I, I, I see how you do. You, you're you that guy that just come in and just start poking people with a stick. That's man, what Ken, you like yeah. to do. Ken, the floor
6: is yours. T- tell me why the Sixers should you know go all in at the trade deadline with this nonsense. Because Embiid is, 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 is the
5: top, not a top five player in the NBA, and to not build around Embiid to try
11: to go for a championship is just pure nonsense. What are we talking about today? Ken
6: man got hurt. It happens. It's the NBA. People get hurt. People sit out. It happens. Where are we? You just see a man land on his leg last night. You think he could avoid the day? No. Here we go. See, Kent, you're the one. You're exactly what I'm talking about. And this okay, is not well, a it, Ken. It's not about fault. It's not about feeling bad. It, I live in okay. reality. He can't I, I, stay healthy. Why is it so hard to say it out loud? He can't cool. stay healthy. Not the league. He can't stay on the court. Okay. So, what, so all right, so he can't stay on the that court. Can't. He can't stay on the court. They have, they're, they're, they're fifth in the Eastern Conference right now. Why am okay. I trading away valuable assets to go help this team? They're not winning a thing. So what would, so what would you rather do? You, you would rather trade and be? Is that what you're saying? Well, they're not trading Embiid right now. He's hurt. It's the middle of the season. What I'm saying is, I'm not trading away the draft picks they just got to help but this you, team. They're they're not. It's not good enough. So you don't think he can get healthy and be ready for the play? Wasn't he healthy going into the playoffs last season? And then what happened? He got
5: trampled by five people to try to take him out, which they did. What are hmm. we talking about? You Kent, like he was a
11: triple team no, in the first round of playoffs. Hold on, let's act like the Brooklyn Nets didn't go all in to try to stop them, beat and and wasn't de- destroying him, that injured him and
6: got him out of the playoffs. Kent, do, don't you think? Do you think it's a coincidence, or like, well, how do you think this works? Like, why do you think guys like LeBron, Hakeem Olajuwon, Karl Malone, they didn't miss games, they were durable. That durable. Our guy isn't. This is. Like, we keep making it like accidents keep happening. He's not These are built accidents. for this. Yeah, like. We mean, are these not accidents? These are people running into Embiid that's causing these. This is not like something he's these doing. are limited. These are limited. Sh- oh. Hold on a second. So LeBron James has played more minutes than anyone in the history of the game, but he just avoids accidents for twenty three years. Did it, did Embiid did LeBron get um elbowed by Siakam and is is
11: his order for him to do something? That's something Embiid can avoid. Is, is is LeBron getting triple teamed in, yeah. in, in a playoff game? Yeah. They tri- He's not getting triple teamed every time down
6: the floor because they don't have nobody else to play. Let's be for real no, now. No, but Kent, you you make you make yeah, it so, you no, no, hold on, head 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 hold on, hold on. You make it sound you make it sound like these game. you make it sound like all of this is just accidental, bad luck. Let snicket. His body's not built for it. How do I don't you get that? I'm not saying <laughs> Joe, Joe, the
11: man is down there
6: pounding and people are attacking
11: him and they're causing him to get injured. You're trying
6: to say this was his fault? No, no, you yeah, you, you just did what I said. No one said fault. What I'm okay, saying is so, he's not I'm – not, I'm not wasting away more of my assets around a guy that can't stay on the court, man. Right, it's a waste a of time. Can I ask you, I can ask you a question,
11: Joe? Yes. Is, is Joel Embiid not one of the most elite players
6: in the NBA playing today? In the regular season, sure. Uh, but but uh, let's uh, let also be fair. Let's just be fair. Has he really? Has is Joel time here? Has he
11: really had a legit number two that has been able to uplift him? Besides the year with Jimmy Butler, when he had Jimmy Butler, we finally seen that he was about to go get over the hump. If that little doink doink by uh, by by Leonard doesn't happen, well, he, he also to... he
6: also missed the game in the series because he couldn't stay on the court. Am I wrong? I, did he <laughs> was that his that? So you uh, blaming him B for that? <laughs> No, you can't. Again, I I can't. I, my brain, my brain's, brain's gonna explode. My brain's gonna explode. <laughs> we do the thing with blame and fault. I live in yes or no. Is he reliable?
7: He's been hurt a lot,
6: so he's not reliable.
7: If you want to push, put, put, paint me in a corner like that, Joe. Yes, he's not. Well, no,
6: but But well, no,
7: he's not. Is it yes or no? Uh, no, he's not.
6: <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm trying to figure out if this is worth it. My best player's not reliable. Into your, your point, like.
7: Your your biggest asset is your availability. Yeah, of course, no, no question about that. It, but it, in this case, the unfortunate thing about it is because we they were talking about load management on the on the broadcast mm-hmm. last night and how Joel and B was trying to more so position himself to be ready for the playoffs. This is this is clearly this injury. I feel like is going to take him out of the MVP voting anyway. Yes, because he only got five games yeah. left, and he's probably going to miss a couple more.
6: So you actually see the silver lining in it, then maybe yes, maybe...
7: I do. I I feel like this. There's no pressure for Joel Embiid in the MVP stat MVP status. Now you get ready for the playoffs. So I feel like there's a the a, a silver lining because whether or not he was hurt when they played in in Denver, or whatever, he's hurt for real now. It's no and now. With him being almost at the threshold of 17 games, mm. he, he's going to miss five games. He's going to at least miss five to six more games. I would, I would even so. say 10 games. So th- what we do now is get him as healthy as we possibly can, make a trade for somebody, and make a run. Because now there's no excuse. You know, last year it was the whole MVP thing, and he got the MVP, and he ran out of gas toward the end. And like I said, in the broadcast last night, that's all they talked about. They talked about him – wanting to win a championship. Right. So now, since that's going to be off the table, MVP is going to be off the table, get ready to win a championship.
6: Yeah, to your point on the um, the MVP stuff and probably going to now miss enough games that that won't be a story down the end of the season he'll just he'll be eliminated, right? If he misses five more, he can't win the award. Hugh, they have eight more games between now and the All-Star break. Again, we don't know. We're waiting for news on the MRI. We don't know how serious, but if it's... If it's the kind of thing where they say he should take a couple weeks off, I I don't think he'll, he should play again until the All Star break. Right, that gives him three full and, weeks to rest this thing. And, and can then I just a break. say this
7: too, with the All Star break being around the corner, I can't tell a grown man what to do, but the optics of this situation, I like. If he wants to go to the All Star game, that's fine. Don't think he should participate. Didn't we do this last year? I, I'm just saying, Joe, because I know <laughs> I, I know we you started with this. I don't
6: think he should participate. I'm, I, of course, I'm with you, but right. I, literally, we had the same thing last
7: year. Yeah, it was something like that.
6: I, I think it was the same. I, I forget what it was a knee. I mean, who knows what it was. And it's in Indianapolis. It's in Indy, Indiana. It's in Indiana this year.
7: Yeah, that that's Indianapolis, right? Because yes. I can't see any. Indianapolis, right. Indiana. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like I'm Kansas like, City, Missouri,
6: which No, always I'm saying, people but it can't be
7: in like Muncie, Indiana, because that do not seem like that's a fun place to go hang out. Fort Wayne, yeah. Muncie? <laughs> yeah. How many Indiana <laughs> South sounds <good>? Bend? Yeah. <laughs> no, that don't sound Sounds that, cold and no, snowy. No, that's what I'm saying. When it said Indiana, I was like, wait a minute, it said Indianapolis, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So I would suggest that, you know, you don't
6: probably play an All-Star game. I agree with you on that. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. We'll come back at your phone calls here. Does the latest Embiid injury last night hurts his knee? And look, he was hobbling around on the whatever he came into the game with, but then he gets hurt worse later in the game. Does it change what you think the Six should do at the at the trade deadline? I, I'm out. I, I don't think this team is worth trading significant assets to help if he's banged up again. And I don't think the sporting cast is, is particularly great either. I wouldn't do it. Hughes in. Kyle says, if not now, when? On the Sixers and going in around Embiid. I wouldn't. Your reaction to all that, and when we get back. We gotta hit something. An interesting report from Boston yesterday, linking Belichick.
13: up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
6: and yes again you'll hear that next your calls 215 592 for midday show sports radio 94 wip
14: Probably the
15: most interesting thing that I've heard, and again, this is just senior bowl rumor mill, is that the Eagles were very interested in Belichick if things didn't work out with Nick Sirianni, and they could be at the front of the line if things again go poorly for him next year.
6: Well, well, well. Welcome back. Midday show. It is Hugh Douglas, Joe Jillo, Kyle Quinn behind the glass, Greg Bedard. That was his voice uh, up on Boston yesterday on 98.5 The Sports Hub talking About Belichick, Eagles, so the the rumor mill down at the Senior Bowl is that the Eagles were very interested in Bill Belichick if it went bad with Sirianni. Now listen to this. How interested? What what was the order of operations here? It was almost just like Doug a few years ago. Here's Bedard on how the Eagles landed back with Sirianni instead of Belichick.
15: You know, similar to Doug Peterson. Like, Doug Peterson was coming back until he had that postseason meeting with Howie and Jeffrey Lurie, and they wanted – Doug Peterson to do certain things, fire certain people, and he wouldn't do it, so he got fired. I see. Apparently, Nick Sirianni was a minimal to all that stuff, so (laughs) um, they decided for one more year that they're going to keep him.
6: So he's back, and uh, obviously Belichick doesn't have a job. here. When I saw this last night, and I heard this audio here, my first reaction is the Eagles made a mistake, that the Eagles, if they had interest in Belichick, should have. Gotten rid of Sirianni and fired Bill and fired as we hired Belichick and gotten rid of Sirianni. I believe the Eagles will regret this as the year goes on. Hugh, what's your reaction as you hear that that the Eagles poked around on Belichick and ultimately Sirianni kept the job?
7: I'm a little confused. So, so help me walk through this a little okay. bit. So, so you tell like, and I'm i I'm gonna break it down and keep it simple. So you basically told Co Sirianni, if you don't hire these people that we want, we're gonna fire you mm-hmm. and we're gonna hire Bill Belichick. Yep. To me, that, well, I
6: don't know if they told him about Belichick, but they probably well, implied you're out if you well, don't listen.
7: okay, when you look at – this is how I look at You look at the admiration that Mr. Lurie has for Bill Belichick and what he's been able to do in the past in his track record and the way that this team fell apart. I would think that if, if that was viable, that's a no-brainer, especially when you talk about the way that this season collapsed. And, and again, nobody's answered the question of how the season collapsed. We just assumed that it was we, – we, first we thought it was the defense, which, it was. you know, it was. <laughs> yeah. And then the second part was the offense, which it was. But there were still some underlying issues with this team that we still haven't addressed. So to me, that's why it makes no sense because if I have a coach of Bill Belichick's caliber out there and the team fell apart the way that it did, I would think that that would be a no-brainer. And, and so basically you told Nick Sirianni – and and you told him this and the story leaked out that if you don't hire all these, if you don't fire all these people you're going to get fired just
6: like the Doug Peterson thing yeah and,
7: he, and and he basically said okay like if there was ever like this to me validates everything that was said about coach Hirani in, in the past two seasons uh, last year when they were going to the Super Bowl when when, when players we're talking about anybody could coach the Eagles mm-hmm. and how we were up in arms about nobody is uh, voting for Coach Sirianni for Coach of the Year. That kind of validates everything that everybody had been saying about him behind closed doors that, you know, he basically was a puppet. So that, I, ooh, that's just, that's a bad, like, I understand why Coach Sirianni did it. Because of the, 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 the monetary gain. Sure, and does want but to lose his job. That's a yeah. bad look. That's I, a bad look for a head coach.
6: Yeah, man. well, he wasn't as strong on it as Doug was. Doug eventually put his foot down and said, no, I, okay, fire me if you don't and want Doug
7: me. sat for a while, though. Let, let's be real He's Doug, here. Doug He's sat here. for a year. So I guess Coach Sirianni looked at that and said, hey, I'm not, I'm not willing to, to go down that route. Also,
6: Doug had a Super Bowl ring. That probably yeah, that, helped him that, get that, back that, in. Yeah. Sirianni did. All right, let's add to it. One more from Greg Bedard here. Not only were the Eagles thinking about it, they may have been poking around before the season even ended. Here's Bedard on the Eagles and what he's heard.
15: Remember I told you guys that before the end of the season that, that teams had already reached out to Bill, back channeled on Bill. I thought the Falcons were definitely one of them. I'm now pretty convinced that the Eagles were the other one. When things were going south, they thought this might end poorly with Sirianni, and I wouldn't be surprised, given the relationship that Howie and Bill have, that the Eagles were one of those teams to back-channel through Bill.
6: So as I hear all this, and Greg Bedard has been a longtime reporter up in Boston, written about the Patriots for years. That's just a, some guy on the radio. That's not mm-hmm. a caller. I mean, that, that's Greg Bedard. He's a, a pretty respected writer up there. He's heard it. It means people are talking about it across the NFL, which two things to jump out. Why are the Eagles letting this leak out? It doesn't help Sirianni look good at all. But two, I just, I can't get out of my head that they held on to Sirianni when they, they thought about Belichick. I, I believe they're going to regret this. That's
7: why it makes no sense to me because if you have a chance, if you admire him and, and, and hold him in that high esteem like that, then that's the move you make. That, to me, that's the move you make because now you give him another quarterback, give him opportunity to get this defense corrected because he does no defense, and you just decide to go with the status quo just by changing coordinators. That, that, to me, makes no sense.
6: Well, it, it, here's, what, here's what it does. It gives Sirianni one more chance to figure this out, but I, I think we're going to look back at, the, at some point this year and say, oh, my goodness. Bill Belichick was there. They had some sort of interest. They inquired about Bill Belichick and they didn't hire him. And they kept It's like, just say it out loud. The Eagles chose Nick Sirianni over Bill Belichick. Say that out loud to yourself. Because every time I say it out loud to myself, I, my head is spinning here. 215-592-9494. We'll throw this in the mix as well. Do you believe the Eagles made a mistake? So Hugh, do you think it's a mistake that they kept Sirianni over Belichick? I don't think so. I, and and this is why I say that, Joe, I, as as good of a coach as
7: Bill Belichick is, I think back to when Coach Reed was fired. Coach Reed wasn't out of a job for more than like a week. Uh, it was like days, it felt
6: like. Yeah, very and quickly.
7: And, and for, for Coach Belichick to, be, to go <laughs> to interviews and then, them, then the Falcons decide to pick somebody else and the fact that there wasn't a whole lot of teams that were interested outside of the Eagles, there's something
6: there. He's probably doesn't want to give up power. He's probably prickly there, in interviews. There's, some, yeah, there's I could something see that. there,
7: and the fact that the narrative for him a lot like it surprised me. You like his players when they talk about him is kind of polarizing. You got some players on this side of the fence mm-hmm. like Julian Edelman and those guys, and then you got a Samuel and those guys that say that he wasn't a good coach. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. Like on the outside looking in, I think he's a very very good coach. He's definitely a Hall of Fame coach. But there was a disconnect somewhere with some of his players.
6: Yeah, I mean, that happens too when he's in charge of their money because he was the GM too for a lot of years, right? Yeah. So who didn't get a contract? Who didn't get the money they wanted? him and who knows? I, all I know is his track record is is right now to today the best I've ever seen. Again, maybe a guy like Andy one day passed him. But right now today, Belichick's got an unbelievable track record. Sirianni has three years. I I'm floored. We are here, and this stuff continues to leak out, which does not make Sirianni look good. I mean, it makes them look like they're just making them walk the plank for one more year before they move on. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Did the Eagles make a mistake choosing Sirianni over Belichick? And of course, your reaction here with Joel and Bean, Kyle. What are you thinking on Sirianni, Belichick, and the stuff just keeps leaking out here? Oh, I
10: love the way that you spin it. in. they're choosing Sirianni over Bill Belichick. They did. They're choosing. Sirianni, Vic Fangio, and Kellen Moore mm. over Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia, and Josh McDaniels, which is a trade I do any day of the week. Can Bill Belichick win a freaking football game without Tom Brady before we start like acting like he's the greatest thing to ever walk a football so field? Andy Reid is the best coach in NFL history, so this whole idea that Belichick's the GOAT, this and that, if he's bringing prime Tom Brady with him, then we can talk. But all he's bringing is Josh McDaniel and the pencil back. I can't do that. Nobody wants that. You want Steve Belichick licking his freaking weird, weird lips on the sidelines and making weird faces to the camera, or do you want football guy Vic Fangio uh, to, to be chirping in his pressers after the game's about? I, oh, I called the defense the, the right way. You don't got to worry about that. Like, give me, give me some of that. I, I don't need this, this Bill Belichick tired nonsense. It's, it's over with. His run is done. I don't. Well, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I mean,
6: it might be. I mean, I don't think it should be. I'll put it that way. I mean, he's obviously not coaching right now. So you may be right. His run is done. We'll see what happens in the future. I just I it it goes into my head. I I look at it. I write it down. The Eagles chose Sirianni over Bill Belichick. And it seems preposterous. Like, who's Nick Sirianni in the grand scheme of the NFL? Who uh, he's he's there's been a million Nick Sirianni's he's just he's a coach that's had a, a decent start to his career versus Bill Belichick. The first part of being smart is knowing what to do again. That guy is the head coach, and they maybe could have had Belichick. Uh, I need to correct you. There's only
10: one next year. Uh, you're right about Nobody that. Else does There's that. not a
6: million. No, you're right about that. The, the head coach that was asked what you still do around here one week ago, they chose that guy over Bill Belichick. I actually have a big picture theory on this. I'll get to in a little bit why Belichick could still end up here down the line. Rick is in West Philly. What's up, Rick?
11: Hey, how you doing, Jeremy?
6: Hey, Rick. What are you thinking?
11: Uh, I disagree with you, man. First of all, um, I believe Howard Eskin. How this was in. There was never no chance, no nothing. It was never about Bill Belichick. So I believe Howard. and the reason why I do that is because I think Bill will want power, and if, and Lori and Banner is not about to give that up. So so you so you'd, I, you'd I rather
6: they, Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni in charge of football than Bill Belichick? Uh,
11: like I said again, they don't want Bill Belichick. No, I'm asking you. Do you
6: think they made a mistake? I
11: don't want Bill Belichick either. And check this out. Nobody else wants Bill Belichick. Is he hired?
6: He's not hired, no.
11: Oh, okay. All right. Well, Rick,
6: yeah. hold on, Rick. When Tom Brady had <laughs> free agency, two teams pursued him. Like, teams make mistakes. This happens in sports. Uh huh.
11: Well, I don't want Bill Belichick. I think he's beyond his time, and so, and he did not. And like I said, they're not going to give up their power like they did last time. So he's not coming but that, here. That, yeah, that, feels,
7: but that doesn't make it smart. Like we're, But it feels like it feels like a uh, a power thing. I agree. Like, to totally I, I agree with you, Rick, and, and, and you. And, and i all I'm saying, you got it, Rick. You 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 you're the caller. You got it. My fault. Go for it. That's
11: that's all I'm saying, man. The bottom line is, and, and nobody else is picking him up.
6: Why? Because he. I, I agree with you guys. He wants more power, and teams aren't willing to give it up. And that that. But that doesn't make it smart, Rick. I mean, it's one thing, too. We all agree on the reason for it, but does that make sense? I, I It doesn't I make sense to me.
11: Sense. I think it makes ego sense. I'd rather have Banner and Lloyd doing the picking. Well, than ba- Bill- yeah,
6: ba- ba- hopefully. I, I don't know about I Joe think, coming back, but.
11: I saw what Bill Belichick does with the draft picks and picking people. He's, a, he, he's not that good.
6: Uh, yes, he's had a lot of. I mean, that's why they've gone down in recent years. And, Rick, we appreciate the phone call. But I do think there's a world where Howie and 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 uh, Belichick coexist. I I do believe that. I mean, there's there's this idea that they couldn't do it. I I don't know. I think when smart people are put together, they could figure it out and make something work. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Did the Eagles make a mistake choosing Sirianni over Belichick? And it's look, guys, it's not like they put together a cohesive staff. They forced this staff on Sirianni. This is
7: the Avenger staff. That's what. What are you talking about, Joe? Who's Sirianni in this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
6: I actually like your analogy. So we
7: got this is the Avengers. We right, went and who, got Coach Hurts. no neck hurts. If he's who we went and got Big Fangio. We, 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 we got, went and got we went and got the Goober. We got to assign these characters to everybody. <laughs> yeah, we got to give them names. We, I don't know what their powers. Well, I guess their powers would be like suited to the the skills that they have.
6: So is Coach Hurt the the Hulk?
7: I would get. He could be that. He looks like yeah. kind of looks like him. Or you call him the neck? The neck. <laughs> no, I got a character for him. <laughs> he's called uh. It's a Marvel character. I think his name is Strong Guy. He kind of looks like Strong Guy.
6: I you don't even look know who Strong Guy is, but you I You got to look it up, Marvel. Clint
7: hurt looks like Strong Guy. Str- look it up. I'm looking it uh, up if right I'm now. I'm saying strong it right, guy. Strong, guy. strong Guy Marvel. He looks like Strong got Guy. got the
10: little like tiny goggled yes. heels look, Yeah, look.
7: look oh, did he it is Strong Guy. He's
6: Strong Guy. If they have a if they have like a Halloween party next year as a teen, he's got to yeah, go with gotta Strong go Guy. got to go with Strong Guy. It's yeah. all
10: about the neck uh to waist ratio. I'm telling it.
6: Again, who's the who's the Avenger Siriannius? Do we know about that? Can we assign Uh, him an Avenger? You got to give me a
7: minute to think about it. I got to think about
6: it. No, you think about that. We'll we'll talk to uh, Jason. And by the way, any news we get on Joel and B will pass along. There is one uh, thing out there from Sam Amick of the Athletic about why Joel may have pushed to play last night. We'll get to that here in a minute. Jason, the Northeast. What's up, Jason?
11: How you guys doing? Good, Jason. What's up? Um, I'll touch on the Belichick Eagle stuff as well. I was calling about Joel and B though, but um, with Bill, with the Belichick situation, I just feel why aren't teams interviewing him? Why is he not even getting interviews? And there's a lot of vacancies. And to, for him to not get the interviews, that's sick. kind of a red flag for me. I know it's because of the power situation. He wants control. But um, I'm okay where we're at with you, with the coordinators we got. But um, I called about to talk about Joel Embiid.
15: Mm-hmm. What do you think?
11: Um, Joel's a generational player, man. It's been over 20 years since we had an MVP back when it was in Iverson. He's 29 years old. We know he's not durable. As he gets older, he's going to get less durable. So if you don't make a run now, he signed for, I think, two more years. He'll be 33 of contract. you got to do it now. If it fails, it fails, so be it. But you're not going to get a player of his talent for God knows how long. I don't want to be an old man next time we get a player who is an MVP player. And when you're seven foot two, 270, that hits different when you're hitting the ground. And you got guys falling on. Of you course, uh, I, with I agree with that.
6: Yeah, I mean, Yao Ming had injury issues. I mean, right, it's, it's part of his reality. Well, he... he Al Ming was no MVP,
11: though. John B. is one of the most skilled big men we've ever seen. Yeah, he's a, right the, he's
6: a great player.
11: He's a great – He's a, like a point guard with the ball. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. He's the and most valuable player, the reigning MVP. And yeah, so J- I, I Jason, I agree with day.
6: that. But is it worth mortgaging he, I mean, the future? He I just – played last night? Why do you think he played? He was,
11: there's incentives to be play, playing, like getting paid as well. I think he pushed himself last night. Because there is only five more games he can miss, and he's not eligible to be the. No, NBA he definitely pushes. Or eligible for all NBA.
6: Well, if he pushed himself for he if, if he pushed himself for accolades or awards, then then at, no, no, the, I don't think that's what. It, no, I don't think it was for accolades or awards. But
11: uh, there's an incentive to make it all NBA, which he would So pal, money, some money. Guys, so you're saying money? Yeah, There's money about Correct. And money rules everything. But money's a, that's a big deal. I don't want to talk about no like they talked about last night after the game as well and on post game. I just think. This rule is making guys like Tyree Salbern. I talked about make, will make guys come back soon, and they should be coming back. I,
6: I think that uh, does happen, especially with younger players. And Jason, man, we appreciate the phone call, but let, I hope that's not part of it. I hope Joel Embiid is not looking for an all NBA bonus to p- play enough games. I mean, I just, there's always mixed messaging with Joel. I, is I he in for championships? See, is he in for glory? Is he in for awards? I, I don't know what it is. You know, because he was clearly hobbled while he was out there. Yes.
7: Uh, there's a report, like you said, that he played because he was he felt shamed in the playing. There might be something to that. There might be something to that or trying to just push through because he felt kind of bad about missing it and knowing that people come to see him play. Like a lot of times people buy tickets to games. Like we see it all the time. You know, the Lakers come to town. Those tickets sell out quick because they want to see LeBron James. Yep. Same thing with Joel Embiid. They want to see the best players play. He's one of those guys. And he probably felt like last night, you know, he needed to be out there, regardless of how his knee was feeling. And unfortunately, he got his knee rolled up
6: again. So Sam Amick of The Athletic, he wrote this uh, last evening, quote, you could see it long before he was hurt against the Warriors. Embiid, who missed Philadelphia's game at Portland on Monday night, looked like a player who pushed himself to play against Golden State because the whole basketball world was screaming in his ear. There are people within the Sixers who are convinced that he played only because of all the scrutiny. Uh, how old is this guy? <laughs> like because Kendrick, you know, uh, because Kendrick Perkins says on ESPN you're soft or you ducked, duck Jokic. You go play. Like that's not a champion. The, the, that's the, not that's a baby. I, I
7: see you're clearly, clearly frustrated. Well, that. of course I'm frustrated. There's something to be said about uh, having a pattern of people feeling that you're soft because this was something that he was dealing with last year as well, and there was some conversation and and, and perk goes at him. Perk goes at everybody.
6: Shaq went at him a few years yeah. ago. This happens a Perk, lot. Perk yeah. goes at
7: him. Yeah. You know, and and, and things. Like, so that, there's a possibility that that was the case. And then I think that also, Joe, there is a reality where he wants to try to win a championship. Now, he got the MVP, and he wants to try to win a championship. And he probably wanted to go out there feeling like, you know, he could probably play through the pain or whatever, and maybe it'll it, it, it come around. Like we talked about earlier, when you go run, a lot of times you're sore initially. And once you get past that soreness, you're fine. And maybe that's what he thought it was, but he was clunky, clunky, almost the whole night. He really was. He, re- he was really clunky. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was the unfortunate thing about it.
6: I, I, if if that's true, and again, it's it's a report. That some some within the Sixers believe he pushed himself because of the the criticism he was getting. I, I just find that embarrassing. Like that's not that's not what a champion does. Ignore the noise and go do what you got to do to get yourself ready to win a championship. Not because, oh, ESPN's ripping me, I'm gonna go play tonight. Like that's that's immature. Like, and that's part of the reason why I'm not going all in on this guy. Like the Sixers, like the Sixers will be here when Joel is not. Like we have to start realizing that. I, I know we don't want to because it's like, well, he's the best player and he scored 70 points. I'm not mortgaging the future of this team for a guy that can't stay on the court and maybe is pushing himself to play through injury because of the reaction, peer pressure. That's not a guy I go in, all in on. hair
7: pressure is a hell of a motivator, though, I, I'll tell you. I'm sure it is. But is it smart? Sometimes not. And and last night was an example. It's it's like this. And, and this is a, this is an analogy that's going to hit home. It's just like Coach Campbell going for it or not on that fourth down play. It's the same thing. It's either a hit or miss situation. And I think that's kind of how Joel felt. I don't think Joel went out there thinking that, you know, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, Kamunga, Kamunga, Kaminga. Kaminga. Eminomine. Eminomine. that's it. not an easy one. I'm getting so No, I had it the below, first you know. time I had it. Had I had a Kuminga. it Kaminga, but Jonathan then I messed it up. He's an idiot. <laughs> he went out there. I didn't think he he thought that Jonathan, Jonathan Kaminga was gonna get out there no, for of name. course not. And it just happened that way. And the unfortunate thing was as soon as it happened, Joe, I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. I already know what the storyline about to be. This mofo hurt again.
6: Yeah, the, the other thing is, why was all that reaction coming out on Saturday? Because he wasn't on the injury report. If you know, we, we all saw he got hurt last was it Thursday in Indiana. So the next game was Saturday in Denver. If they had put him on the injury report and we knew he was injured, I don't think people were saying he's ducking and beat as strongly. Because he was on the injury report. Like, it's almost like like whose fault is this? Well, you guys created this. You created the, the idea that he ducked Jokic, so that's what everyone's reacting to that whole thing, and then you reacted to the reaction. It's just a whole circle of nonsense. Miles is in Fishtown. What's up, Miles? Hey yo. what's up, guys? Hey what's Miles. Going on?
5: Um, I have thoughts about Bill Belichick and then I want to talk about Joel
6: Embiid. Okay, let's um, hear it. Bill Belichick. Uh, he needs how many wins to be the most winningest coach ever? Like 14? 15. I think it's 15. Maybe it's 14 to tie 15 and break the record. I got to be honest with you. Nothing would make me more sad than having
5: to celebrate Bill Belichick because one of his Super Bowls was against the Eagles. The, the Philadelphia fan base calls him Bill Belichick like everybody else. Having to celebrate that guy would be the worst. And yes, it is worth keeping Nick Sirianni for one more year, even in his reduced role or whatever. I don't know. I, I think what you get with good coordinators and a guy like Nick Sirianni is a billion times better than what you get with Bill Belichick. And I just hate him. And I So say I'm, know, I'm Miles,
7: Miles,
6: I'm glad you said it <laughs> ain't at nothing the end. Wrong with saying it. Because, no, ain't no
7: nothing wrong with speaking your truth, Because man. that is I it.
6: I, I, Miles, I, most people do, and I get that. But like, come on. We really think that Kellen Moore, Vic Fangio, and Sirianni are better than what Belichick... The Avengers, yes. How?
5: Yeah, yes. Belichick I, wins Super Bowls. Because... Belichick it. hasn't won nothing in years. As soon as Tom Brady left, he got but exposed. Sirianni
6: hasn't won anything ever.
5: Sirianni brought a team to the Super Bowl as a head coach. Uh, no, Miles,
6: Miles, I'll give him it, but we can all be real a year removed. The path was Daniel Jones and a third-string quarterback, or a, actually a fourth-string quarterback. No doubt, and if they had won those in
5: close games, I would give a little more credit. But they blew those teams out I of the know. water. I know, I know. I just seven thirty eight to seven, like they blew them out of the water.
6: I, I get it. I I just think of Sirianni as such an average coach, and like we're talking about, like Bill Belichick, or now it blows me away. Anyway, Miles, what's your MB take?
5: Uh, I, okay, fine, fine. I hate him. That's it. <laughs> I know. Um, I know you do.
6: <laughs> I love it.
5: Um, okay, my dual Embiid take is, I really wish that we had traded him at the height of his value because we knew this was going to happen. We know we're banking on a a generational talent with bad legs. You can't bank on a seven-foot-two, however tall he is, with bad legs. And so uh, what was that? Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert got five first-round picks. You could have traded for the five best players plus multiple first-round picks on any team you wanted. For Joel, indeed. And now here we are. His value is only going to decrease. Like, like you said earlier, they don't have a realistic shot at winning the championship. And we just, the, I hope that that big value window hasn't closed because the, that's the value we were going to get out of him. You know? Yeah. And I agree with you. I don't think he's a winner. Yeah. I just, I don't. Great play, like Great score. I think yeah. fun, but...
6: Yeah, great. I mean, and there's been a lot of those guys in NBA history, Miles, and we appreciate the phone call. Great score. Electric player. A chip in the chair,
7: Joe. A chip in the chair. And I think he gives you that. He's the best player in the NBA right now. He was the MVP. And I understand how everybody feels about him. And I, I'll even go this far. You guys have dealt with this a lot longer than I have. Yeah. So I'm being a little bit more optimistic when it comes I to Jordan know. B. And I don't
6: think he's the best player in the league. But
7: this this might be the year. The, the year that the Toronto Raptors won. Did
6: anybody think that it was their year? No, but
7: Kawhi's better than Joel. Yeah, but Kawhi has a history of being
6: banged up. He does. Too. He did. He did. And he, but he, but he was healthy that year. Yeah, we're not healthy right so, now. So so
7: so here's me being optimistic once again. What if this is a blessing in disguise? What if Joel getting hurt right now takes him out of the running because it's definitely going to take him out of sure. running for MVP. Sure. And just get him healthy. We go out there and we make a trade for one of these guys. Say Zach Levine. Get a score. We you're going to see me get ill on the air. Yeah, because that's a lot. Of money. It's a lot of money. I understand. It's a, Tobias the, the money.
6: Harris is a guard. <laughs> the, that's
7: the, what he is. He's money. a guard, Tobias. Yeah,
6: yeah. It, but –
7: And they make a run. I think it's, it's all worth it. I, he, he He deserves – to make a run.
6: Oh, uh, you're going to make me lose my mind. All right, 215-592-9494. We get back. Your phone calls on all things MB. Does it make you not want to go in the trade deadline? Or will you still go for it at the deadline? beat hurt again. Any news we get, we'll pass it along here. And, of course, the Belichick stuff. The Eagles make a mistake not going with Belichick over Sirianni. I'm going to give you my Bill Belichick theory, a theory on why I believe Lurie and Belichick could eventually team up here in Philadelphia. This, this one hit me last night as I heard all these rumors. 215-592-9494, Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. So many good ones out there. There's even props on Will Travis Kelsey... Propose after the Super Bowl. I like taking the coin toss bet to start off. Fandle, so many ways for you to end the season with a win or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but Fanduel also has bets on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today. You'll get $200 of bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to sign up. FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with Fandle. An official sportsbook partner of the NFL, FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP.
15: Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.
14: You'll be glad you did.
6: Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio discussing all things Embiid. Injured again last night. MRI. We await the results here. Elliot's going to join us at 12. I'm sure I'll have a take on Joel and what the Sixers should do at the deadline. One week and a day away. I would not go in on this team. I, I don't think it's worth it with Embiid's issues. I'm
7: pushing all in, Joe. I'm
6: pushing all in. He's got a list of trade targets over here.
7: When i am already been traded, but it was.
6: You know, I mean, it's my, it play, was my favorite player, name on the list. Listen, I can't kill a can good a idea double, just because the Pacers a, stole it from you. do a double trade. Yeah. Yeah, well, is you Douglas okay? Yeah, I guess. We'll see. <laughs> and B, does, it, does his injury and all the injuries change the way you approach the deadline if you're the Sixers? And, of course, Bill Belichick out of Boston. The rumor last night was the Eagles were in if Sirianni did not I guess, listen or agree to their uh, the way they want him to structure the staff, he would have been out, potentially Belichick. And I believe the Eagles will regret it. I think it's a mistake choosing Sirianni or Belichick. Was it one? We'll talk about all that. All right, let's hear from Ross Tucker here. Ross actually thinks a year from now the perception of Belichick among fans, because we just had a caller five minutes ago, ten minutes ago, was like was coming with all these reasons why I didn't want Belichick, and then he eventually just let it out. He just doesn't like him. I Don't mean, I, like him. And attitude, that's fine. Funky, funky little attitude. But will everyone feel differently if maybe Belichick does TV for you? Ross Tucker this morning with Joe and John on all that.
5: So number one, and, and you guys heard it here first, He's—I'd be I really think he'll do media this year. And this is the way fans are. I think he'll do media
7: this year and people will see a different side of him because he's not at a press conference talking about his team. He'll show some insight. He'll show some personality. Guys, nobody wanted him. But what I'm saying is I believe after this year people people will are gonna start to like him because of what he's like in the media and the same people that would say they don't want him now, you'll be a year removed from his Patriots time. He'll he'll be on T V and they'll like what he says, and a year from now people will want him.
6: Hugh, what do you make of that? Ross said that to us yesterday. He expounded on it again today to Joe and John. The idea that one year from now, because this is all kind of done now, right? Like, Sirianni's obviously staying. But a year from now, let's say, I don't know, the Eagles, the Cowboys, whoever else needs a coach, people are going to be more in on Belichick a year from now, a year removed from coaching, a year removed from, you know, bristly press conferences and more of his personality on TV because everyone thinks he's going to do TV. And then it won't be as um it won't be as difficult to sell him a year from now. What do you make of that? I don't know. I, I think that he brings a lot
7: to the game as far as knowledge is concerned. I don't know about personality. I know a lot of people believe that that's the case, and you know we talked about it yesterday, and I, I said I could see that, but I don't really see his personality coming through where you're like, oh, he's a nice guy and then turn back around and he turns back into this curmudgeon and go out there and coach. It doesn't work like that. I, I feel you know what's funny, Joe. I feel like the worm is starting to turn as far as far as players and coaches slowly. But you're hearing a lot of players come out now and complain about coaching. Well, they're babies. Yeah, but but they carry. They start. They're starting to carry a little uh, bit of weight. You're right. This it's starting to carry some weight. And and to me, <laughs> that is amazing. You know, we talk about uh, Eric Bienemy. In in with the Commodores mm. and the fact that they complain they ain't won nothing in ever, and they complain about the work ethic that he brought to the team coming off of a Super Bowl. You know, I wonder if he'll even be a coordinator this year. He you hasn't see, been hired like, to be a coordinator. Like it, it's and it's also interesting that there's a lot of guys that if they don't like certain things that the coach is doing, they run up to the they run up to the uh, they run upstairs. They run to the to the GM. Or the owner, yeah. And com- and cry and complain. Mm. Which in my, back in my day with leather helmets and what that never happened. That happens a lot now happens a lot in the NFL, more so than you think it does.
6: I'm sure it does. I do think after a year, we'll look at Bill Belichick as more big picture, like if he's available next year, and we need a coach, or any fan base needs a coach. It's like, look at all he did, rather than he stunk this past year. We're not going to watch him lose a single game next year. If he's not a coach, he'll just do TV stuff or whatever. All right, I want to throw a theory at you, and then we'll go back to the phones here. I have a theory on why there's something here with the Eagles and Belichick. I, and, and it's the Jeff Lurie theory more than anything else. You ready for this, Hugh? I, got, I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait. can't
7: right. wait what we got.
6: You know how we uh, talked Monday about how Andy Reid is becoming the GOAT? Yes. Do you know who probably would be embarrassed by the reality of him at one point firing the GOAT? Jeff Lurie. Hmm. If I'm Jeff Lurie and Andy's becoming the GOAT, I, I have to live with that, right? I fired the greatest coach of all time. You know what's a way to stop that from being a reality?
7: Hire, Bel- Bel- hire, Ber- Belichick. Bel- Bel-
6: hire Bill Belichick. <laughs> hire Bill Belichick. Bel- yeah. Well, I mean, you <laughs> know what those, he would do? Th-
7: th- 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 I always give Kyle ammo Kyle every day.
6: So if you hire Bill Belichick, <laughs> Belichick breaks the record here. He pushes further ahead of Reed. Maybe you win a Super Bowl, Bill Belichick here. It makes it harder for Andy to catch him, right? If, if Belichick ever coaches again, we laid it out Monday, Andy could do this in five or six years. Mm-hmm. If Belichick arrived here with the Eagles or to any other good team and won, a bunch of games, playoff games, Super Bowl, it makes Andy's climb to number one harder. And I'm sure Bill doesn't want to give up the throne of being the greatest coach or having the record. I mean, it almost feels like an unholy alliance that could come together here. I I think there's something to it. If I'm Jeff Lurie, I I mean, I love Andy Reid. I thank him, but I also... like that's a bad stain on my legacy that I fired that guy. Not, not, I think oh, looks, it is. Uh, oh, it is. I don't know about that. Joke. It is. I look would at you, it. Would you so, feel good if the, if you fired someone and they became the best of what they ever did?
7: Doesn't Ray J feel good about finding Kim Kardashian? I mean, because it's the same thing. <laughs> I'm just saying that's this is my bad analogy it's, time. It's similar. It's, the, it's, the it's same? similar. Yeah, it is similar because he made a song about it. All I'm saying is this: you gave Andy Reid a shot. That nobody else would have ever given him. That right there makes you a part of his legacy. But then you fired him and he had
6: more success without you. Joe, he had to go. Like I love, you know how I feel about right, but Big Red. Man, I, he had to go. I understand that, but you could then change the story. The story is becoming—he's becoming the greatest coach. You bring Belichick here, and Belichick wins here. Andy's not going to catch Bill. You—you you really believe this? I, I do. That. I that, do. Joe, I don't believe it. Yeah, here's why. Here's why yeah. I believe it. Guy, you seem—he really believes this, man. Hold on a second. <laughs> what do we know about really successful and rich people? They're petty. They have enormous egos. Enormous egos. You don't think? You think Bill Belichick wants Andy Reid to be the greatest coach of all time? Baloney, he wants a coach again to get that record. I'm I, sure I know he does, he does, but
7: but Andy is is approaching that record and he's probably going to get it.
6: Unless Bill comes back and wins for two more seasons. But, okay, then Andy's when, not going to catch him then.
7: He's going to he's got not going to catch him in two more seasons, but I think Andy's going to catch
6: him. I don't think so. so you don't think so? Andy right now is what, 60 or so wins behind Belichick? Mm-hmm. If Bell if Bill never coaches again, I think Andy catches him. If, so Bill if you comes say two back, more
7: seasons, you don't think Big Red catching?
6: Well, if Bill comes back and wins 30 more games, and forget playoffs. I don't know if he won another Super Bowl. If he wins 30 more games, Andy's not getting a 90 more wins. He's 65. He might? What's that, five years, six years? That's you, math. So that's like 16 wins a year. Now we're doing hard math Yeah, we're doing hard. Yeah, yeah, we're doing I hard. don't think Andy will catch Bill we, if Bill Are comes we counting playoffs? Sure.
7: Okay. Andy. Andy, Andy could probably do that in, what, seven years?
6: Uh, seven super successful years. I'm just I'm saying, yes. Andy Reid likely catches Bill if Bill sits out forever. Bill comes back, wins again. It's harder. Bill as breaks pe- the record. Bill's the number one coach. And Jeff Fleury doesn't have to say, I fired the greatest <laughs> coach of all time.
7: Hey, hey, listen, as petty as I am, that is super petty. <laughs>
10: is Rich guys with <laughs> egos. How do already think, Kyle. I couldn't be more on the. Out- like, mm. you're missing the part where. Jeffrey Lurie discovered Andy Reed. He did. Jeffrey Lurie uncovered this guy, and it's not like he fired him after two years, things went bad. Like we had a long run with Andy Reed. He spent fourteen seasons yeah. here. And then he had to go, obviously, when things were, you know, so bad that south. that yeah, that, that they needed a, a change of voice. And, and it wasn't like a, a bad firing, it was an amicable split. Andy Reid got hired by the mm. Kansas City Chiefs immediately. The Eagles did him a favor by, you know, getting it done early in the process, giving him the opportunity to land right back on his feet. Like I think, if anything, Jeffrey Lurie's ego, it, it, he almost has some sort of sense of pride that, like, I, I birthed you. this man into the NFL world. Yeah, definitely that.
6: You don't I think the you. ego's there that he's going to become the GOAT and I'm on my fourth or fifth coach No, in Jeffrey years.
10: Lurie discovered the GOAT. Like, congrats, Jeff. This is good. But Andy Reid is you going. Guys, this in, is a spin no, job. No, your spin job. You, when Andy goes to the podium for his Hall of Fame speech, he's going to thank Jeffrey Lurie for giving him his first opportunity in the NFL. Not say this dude fired me. I did everything. I, I agree him. with that. But
6: deep down, he's got to regret it, and he can fix it. He could mm. change it by bringing. I'm, I'm telling you, the ego with these guys is off the walls. The Bill and Jeff eventually could form together to make sure Andy's not the greatest coach of all time. That's to a fact. Together. It's not like you're forming a robot. They come together. They come together. They, they, they join forces. They want to do Avenger stuff? They join forces and they would make sure Reed's not the greatest coach. Well, Andy hey.
10: passing Bill is also good for Lori because that look, we never had Bill, right? We could say our guy was the goat, not the Patriots guy, and we beat Belichick in a Super Bowl. Right.
6: But you know what's best better for Jeff? Winning. <laughs> if they can't we'll, win with we'll, Sirianni, yeah, so
10: Belichick. All, all things equal, Jeffrey Lurie would rather have a winning football team, but I think it's more of a point of pride for Jeffrey Lurie to say that I brought Andy Reid into the NFL than, than it is an embarrassment for him to all right. say I fired
6: all right, Hold on to that take because a year from now, if they have to fire Sirianni, Lurie's going to be painted as a as he didn't know what he was doing. I mean, if they have to go to their fourth coach while Reid is in a dynasty, people aren't going to be saying, man, that Jeff Lurie discovered Andy. They're going to say he can't find his way without Andy. That's what people are going to say a year from now. I don't know about that. Wait a second. If Andy is in the middle of a dynasty and the Eagles are on their fourth coach since Andy, you don't think people are going to spin it to Jeff? Like, you don't know what you're doing without Andy. Mm -hmm. It was
7: all him. I don't know, because we we did win a Super Bowl.
6: With a coach that Andy put here in
7: Doug. Wow, that's a hell of a spin job. <laughs> you just did Look,
10: job. well, mean, Nick Foles also drafted by Andy Reid. I mean, we can yeah. follow the thread. The story
6: is they can't Boy, find
10: I their way you, without that is, Andy. That's a hell of a spin job, man. Well, well, hold on he a must second. Must be good at Twister. Say, say Jeffrey Lurie <laughs> does unite with Belichick, <laughs> and we go four and twelve or four and thirteen, yeah. and then it's like, well, now Jeffrey Lurie's just desperate about. Like I, then, he right? looks, then he looks even worse. All right,
6: but yeah, okay. But is that going to happen? Uh,
8: why not the Super
6: Bowl have with you Sirianni? See, ha, have you
10: witnessed what Bill Belichick has done with the Patriots over the yeah, last because, few years? Uh,
6: because he can't put together a team, he can still coach what he has. Can he? Oh, you guys, two one five five nine two. Totally twisted himself. 90- no, I think you guys switched stuff <laughs> in pretzel. He's going to be proud. He un- uncovered the goat. He fired him in the middle he of had,
7: his he career. Had, he had the firing though. He, it was going. It was bad here, man. It was bad. Yeah, this
10: is very revisionist right now. Like uh, I Jeffrey Lurie <laughs> is a smart man. He knows that it was time. This is bad, Joe. This is bad.
6: I agree. It's bad. That's why Belichick <laughs> should be here. Let's go to basketball, Will, in Brookhaven. What's up, Will? Will? Will, you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here, guys. Sorry. Will, What's now you're good, man? man. Will, what are you thinking on all this? As far as Embiid? Uh, yeah. What are you thinking on Joel? Hello? Bill, all right, we'll this put Will on joke, hold.
11: <laughs> Quite frankly, let's
6: so all take a deep breath, reset on Will. 9494 His head was still spinning I, from that take you just. <laughs> I believe it. I, I believe, believe it. I know you believe it. That oh, no, I know it's. <laughs> when I say I believe it, I mean I believe it to be true. I know you and do. And it is true. All right, I know two two one five 9494. Your reaction to all this stuff? Will the Eagles regret not getting Belichick? A lot of stuff out there that it, look. If if Sirianni didn't agree to their coaching staff, they would have gotten Belichick. I think they'll regret it. My theory, you can react to my theory here, that, that Lurie and Bill could team up to get Andy not as the, go- the GOAT, like to push him back. So like did, Voltron. That, there you go. We figured it out. Like Voltron. Form the feet and the head, and I'll form torso. So there's one. <laughs> oh, let me add one other. Because I, people keep saying it doesn't make sense, right? And <laughs> it I, doesn't make sense. No, no, no. Not my theory. Lurie and, and Belichick. No, it, that don't make sense So either. well, Well, that's where my theory comes from. Why does it keep coming out? But we, we keep hearing the Eagles don't want a control-centric coach, yet they are had some interest in the most control-centric coach. What's your theory on why the Eagles have interest in Belichick? What's my theory on why would they have? Because interest? because would you agree it doesn't seem to fit? It doesn't. So why do you think? Why do I think? Like what what is this connection? Besides my theory that I'm standing on and will hold for a next the next year until they hire him.
7: I think that they're looking at – they're trying to write the ship. If they were going to fire – like this is the thing that that kind of throws it off for me because you're giving Coach Sirianni a second chance mm-hmm. and you're threatening him with hiring a new staff in, instead of just bringing Bill Belichick in. That's where it kind of like is disconnected for me.
6: Well, I don't think they told him, Bill. I just probably told him you're out if you don't well, listen. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If Okay, say if I have that
7: ace in my pocket and you don't know that I'm, I know that, then I'm just going to fire you because you've already proved like the full disclosure, to be totally honest, we don't know what happened with this situation. It looked like coach messed it up. I don't know. I'm hoping, I hope with all my hope that two coordinators fix whatever the problem is. Mm. That's not guaranteed because he's still the coach. And you know, he's talking about establishing a culture and all this other stuff. Haven't figured it out. If so, since I've done all that, I still somewhat believe in him. If that's the case, I if, if I didn't believe in him, I would have just hired Belichick
6: and said, uh, "Hey, you do it." I'm with you on that. They didn't know two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Your reaction to all this, including my uh, my theory here, my my crazy theory, according to Kyle and, and Hugh, that that Andy's presence hovers over all of this. That if Jeff hires Bill eventually. He makes him the number one coach ever. They win together, and Andy gets pushed down That's the list. a lot of hate, though. It's not hate. That is a petty hate. No, I think I think competitors don't want to see other people better than them. I I always think. Well, it's,
7: I have always heard that. I remember my wife used to tell me that all the time. She I always think it's baloney. Nobody wants to see you do better than them.
6: You, you ever hear when like the best of all time or has a record says, "Oh, I hope the next guy breaks my record." Mm-hmm. No, you don't. That's baloney. I don't think competitors feel that way. I think they just say that so they don't get roasted by the internet. You want this guy to break your record? Yeah, of course I do. No, you don't. No, I'm not deep down inside. Right. I heard Brady yesterday say, you know, something about uh, Mahomes. Right. If he eventually gets more Super Bowls, you think Tom Brady really believes that that he wants that he's be okay if Mahomes beat him?
10: No, he's a competitor. He wants to be the greatest. Well, I, okay, but that's one thing. But what about like the person you mentored or you brought along? You would want to see them succeed. Andy already has succeeded. Well, right. But so I'm, so I'm so saying it's You, you want to see them shine. Yeah, yeah you like be, go shine. past Bill Belichick. That's a notch on your belt as but the it, one that discovered him.
6: I agree with that. But it also spins back to you because you're also part of why he's not here. Stan and Drexel. What's up, Stan?
11: Hey, uh, what's going on? Yeah, fir- first-time caller. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm fairly disappointed in what I've been hearing. About what? Um, specifically with the Joel Embiid take. Uh, I got to tell you, man, this is ridiculous. What is? And, and, it's, and it's ridiculous. Your take is ridiculous.
6: So the, because, wait, hold on. Let's just make sure we're on the same page. My take that know, because he's hurt, I don't want to trade their first round picks for help this year it's because it's probably not good enough.
11: What are you holding on to them for? The future. The, the, whole, the Stan.
6: The future oh, of the basketball team. The future. Yeah. It's, who, who are you drafting? That's going to replace Joel and No, D. no, who no, 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 no. It's not about. It's, I, I could trade those picks for players. I, okay, when you so when so you hold, trade, on, hold on hold on when you trade for a player this year right that guy comes with a lot of ca- he's not going to come cheap he's probably going to be on a high price contract for years to go like Zach Levine Hugh brought him up his contract's about fifty million per year for the next four years so I'm stuck with contact. that guy this team's not worth it Stan the best players always hurt what what what's what am I saying that's crazy so your your
11: alternative is so your vent you're you're talking about then the alternative is moving off from Joel Embiid no I didn't say that. Okay, so then what's the point? You're, then what are you doing with these picks? Because what I'm saying is you're going to trade. You're, you're talking about trading for, for for guys down the line. Yes. Okay, and what I'm saying to you is, you don't know what's going to pan out.
6: Right. Neither you do well, you I don't, and neither do you. Stan, so, so, uh, Stan, hold on. You don't. But I, I a year, know I don't. B- but hold on. That's a year my... from now, a year from now, Joel can say, "I want out. I want to go to the Knicks." And then I've got Zach. And I've got cool. Zach Levine at fifty million a year and no picks. That That's how you become the worst team in basketball. So, so since we since we're living in hypotheticals or we could trade those picks
11: now and you could be a year from now talking about a team that won a championship this year. Sandy, you think
6: they have a real chance to win the title Yes, I do
11: Well do you that know why because well that's we have a generational player mm. the point of this whole mm. thing. Is to get a generational player to put you in a position to win the title. Chip in the chair. The
6: yeah. title. That's the chair. what you do. But Stan, that is what you do. Okay, you I, I hold on. And I, I, I think I appreciate your passion, Stan. I appreciate it. And we just view the team differently. I don't think this team has much chance at all to go win a championship at all. So it's not worth it for me. And now that that player you're talking about, who's obviously a tremendous player, is injured. He, the only chance they have, I think, Stan, you and I would find common ground on this, is Joel to play at a super high level, right? Yes. You're not making any sense. What do you mean? He's hurt.
11: You can't. You can't talk about living in reality and then, in the same breath, talk about Jimmy Butler coming to the Sixers. Like, how you don't think that's an actual thing that's going to happen? No, I, I don't. Wrong. I don't think
6: that's going to happen,
11: Stan. I don't. That,
6: that, yeah, can't be, that, that,
11: that can't be. That can't be reality. And then you talk about the maturity thing. though, why he played? It couldn't be just maybe he felt like, hey, the team has lost three straight, and I want to be out there for my guys because I know Reese is down. I know Harris just so came. So is, is, is that no, smart, Stan? That's 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 smart. Is that smart? No, it's just I want to do this oh. because I want to be selfish. But yet, guys like LeBron who are subbing his coach and subbing his his teammates. That's not immature.
6: So to, oh, so we're gonna criticize like, LeBron. Oh, hold on, hold on. So we're gonna put we're gonna put Embiid on a pedestal and yeah, criticize the way LeBron player, does name things. Him.
11: I brought up LeBron because he just did it last night. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. You can bring up any team, any player, any franchise, any system. It does not matter. I, you can't sit there and talk about a guy being immature. Like this is what happens. He is immature. He is. You want to sit there and you want to play. Listen, I play in a rec league. I well, play no, Stan, in a rec Stan, Stan hold on. Look, look, Stan, yeah, Stan yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. Stan, Stan, Stan,
6: hold on. I, we can't. You, I can't do the rec league thing. How much dude, you drop that
7: directly, though? I want to know. Dude, Stan,
6: your rec league and the NBA couldn't be further apart. Like, uh, uh, great man. Like, you play in a rec league. What does that have to do with Joel Embiid? you probably probably dropping thirty. I don't, I don't give care. A
11: <laughs> what I'm trying to explain to you is, it's not about that. It's about I want to be out there for my teammates. That's what I want to do. That's what leaders do. I want to. fight No, for no, my I, no, Stan,
6: I disagree. No, le- lead. Of no, you do, because it's not setting up what you're no, trying to. No, be because narrative. Stan, I, no, I. Excuse me, I go off of reality of the NBA, you're not and going no, I am you're Stan. Not. It, you're not being a leader out there at the end of January so Kendrick Perkins and the people on Twitter don't rip you. That's immaturity. You know what maturity is? Getting your body right for April, May, and June. Stan, it's not like you're rec league, no. man. It's not like your rec league. This is the, the word no, reality, Stan. I,
15: I can't.
5: You're trying to make up theories and and you're trying to speculate what's happening.
6: Stan, that's not reality. No, hold on a the second. It's, no, it's not. Me, it's the- not. It's not me speculating. It's the people inside the Sixers. That's where that quote yeah, came that, from.
7: That, yeah, confidence.
6: That they speculate. The he, people inside the Sixers that he speculate.
7: Was on, he was on a little bit of pressure.
6: That he was pressure because everyone was ripping him for not playing in Denver. That's the guy that you want to go all in on. That's the guy you're going to trust in April, May, and June? The the Joel Embiid experience is the most delusional experience I've ever experienced with fans because he scores a lot of points against bad teams in November and December. He's the guy we got to go all in on. It's ridiculous. He's never proven one time that he's at his best in the big moment. Not one time in a full decade. But this year, this is the different one.
7: You know they go hard at the
10: rec league, though.
6: Yeah, I'm sure, sure they do. I'm sure they go real hard at the rec league, and I'm sure I don't care.
10: You forgot to put Stan back, back on the air. Again.
6: Oh, Stan, I forgot. Stan, go ahead, finish. Bro,
11: like, what are you talking about? You're talking about he scored b- against bad teams, like he didn't drop 51 against the, the Timberwolves. Like, he didn't drop on the, on the best defense in the league. Mm. He gave them 51. Like, he didn't drop 41 against, against no- Jokic. Last week, Stan, have you, you have you noticed about, the
6: uptick in scoring? Do you know how many times fifty point scores happened this season in the NBA? No, 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 no. No, like, now you're holy. moving
11: the goalposts. No, he does
6: it against bad teams. Well, he, well that's what I, who, that's who did he, what he saw, what hold he on? He who, who, who? I was referencing. Oh, I was referencing the seventy point game. That was was. Doesn't
11: matter. What was that against a bad team? It does
6: not matter. What is that the worst team in the NBA or second worst? Whatever they are, they got like six wins. It
11: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was against the best. It doesn't matter against the worst. The fact of the matter is, when he plays against teams, he generally gives them buckets.
6: And when he play, and when he plays can't, against can't, the best can't team can't and when he plays against the best teams in the playoffs, he generally folds.
11: Oh, now we're talking about the playoffs. Yeah, you
6: because what that's saying? the – I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> that's the whole point. That, that was the conversation today, right? Are they worth going in for? Trade yeah. deadline yeah, for Yeah, I believe they are. I
7: believe they are. I believe you got you to go all in. Chip in the chair. That, that is my mantra. That's how I feel about it. I mean,
6: regardless of how you feel about him, which you feel very, very strong no, about. Well, he's basketball's Lamar Jackson. That's what he is. I mean, that's what we have here. Wow, we have an MVP that's... that stinks in big moments and is always hurt. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. I, And that's, that's what I feel. So you're asking me, am I trading stuff away to help basketball's Lamar Jackson? I'm not. I'm not mortgaging the future for this. I know how the story ends already. That, that was so strange. Uh, well, it's the truth Two one five five nine two 94 94. All right hurt. Elliot's right. going to yell at me about this coming up I'm sure he wants to go all in Siriano over Belichick was a mistake. We'll hit it all 215592949 for a midday show sports radio 94 WIP. This one, Hugh? Not at all. No? No. Nah. Oh, that's not the way. To I, I can our just next
7: imagine, guess. you know, some people dancing off beat at the club listening to this right now. No, I'm not. not a-
6: I know someone who probably likes it. Elliot Shore Parks joins
16: us right now on the midday show. Elliot, how we doing? Man, I'm, I'm dancing on beat to that right now. You got like, it. It's a, a banger right there. Of course, that's, absolutely. Nah,
7: I would not consider that a banger.
16: No, it's not a banger. It's not a banger. But but, but,
6: but it is a great song. It Probably is. Not enough to be a banger, but, it, it, but it is a great song. It, it certainly fits <laughs> At in. At least with.
7: he knew he oversold it just a little That's bit. That's okay. Yeah, he he yeah. That's what
6: we do on bit. WIP. We oversell sometimes. Better to oversell exactly. than undersell. Elliot, hopefully uh, this injury for Joel Embiid, it, it was oversold last night. Hopefully it's not as bad as it may have looked or we think. But let me ask you this, Elliot. As we, uh, We're a week and a day from the NBA trade deadline. Do you think that the Joel injury situation should change the way the Sixers approach the deadline? And obviously meaning by that not going all in because of the fear that he's going to miss a lot of time here.
16: No, absolutely not. I think if any, if it changes anything, I think it puts more pressure on them to go out and do something because for for two reasons, one, when Joel is healthy, they're 26 and eight, they are arguably the best team in the NBA when he is healthy. The Celtics are right there with them. The Bucks have played good, uh, but they're arguably the best team. And so I think that, you have to look at reinforcing this roster because when this roster is healthy, they're the best. But, but let's say that he's not healthy. This is your chance to go get a guy, like to go get a Deontay Murray, to go get a LeBron James, somebody that can carry this team or at least have a better chance to carry this team than the players you would be trading out. So, no, I don't think last night changes anything, and if it does, I think it just reinforces more pressure that this trade deadline is a massive one because you have to make the move now as opposed to this off season.
7: Speaking of pressure, what do you make of the rumor that there was pressure for Joel to play last night because he felt pressure for not playing in Denver?
16: Yeah, so I, I'll say I'll start by saying I was happy Joel played last night. Like I, I like to see Joel. The team had lost three straight games. They didn't have Maxi they were missing other key guys. Like I liked that Joel wanted to go out there and play. I thought it was like an admirable thing, admirable thing to do, and I thought it was a good leadership thing to do. But if he did it because he felt pressure from the outside, like I don't like that motive. I don't think Joel should be listening to what people say on the outside. The reason I was disappointed he didn't play in Denver is because it was portrayed like it was a 50-50 thing, and then he he just, you know, the team decided to be cautious. I thought that was a game where it was worth pushing through because of the stage. And I think last night like was also one that was worth going out there and trying. I think the mistake that they made was keeping him in. Like It was very clear after the first eight minutes that that he was not himself. So I hope he didn't play because of outside noise. I think that would be the wrong reason to make a decision. But the real mistake that was made was keeping him in.
6: Elliot, who do you blame more for when this happens? And it's happened many times over his career where he's kind of half in, half out, 50-50, and then he's the one that says he's going to give it a go. I mean, we know there's doctors there that will look him over, but I think a lot of this is they're going off of what he's telling them, right? If he says, I feel fine, they're not in his body. They're going to say, all right. And if he says, I'm in bad shape here, obviously they're not going to push him. It, it's weird because we don't know why he plays when he does or doesn't when he doesn't. It, uh, we just see whether he's on the court or not. Do you have more frustration with him when this happens? Or is it the team for not saying, hey, Joel, you need to just sit tonight?
16: Yeah, it's an it's a interesting question because I don't even know if blame is the right word. Like, I, I can't fault the guy for wanting to play. Like, the whole thing with Joel's career has been he's hurt, he doesn't play, you know, he's not there in big moments. So I, that's why again, I thought last night like was an admirable decision. I thought it was the correct decision for Joel to make. So you know, should there be someone sitting there and going, look, like you can't play, and I think we saw that it was very obvious when that game started that that he shouldn't have been out there. So for last night, if I had to say who I thought dropped the ball more, I think it was on the Sixers, and I think they dropped the ball in Denver too. Like they, they helped create the perception that he was close to playing. Right? I mean, before the game. He wasn't on the injury report. He warmed up. He traveled to Denver, obviously, and so the perception was he was going to play. And I think that's on the team. And then last night, you look at it again. I think a good decision by Joel to go out there, but they needed to be, you know, for better, for lack of a better term, like the adult in the room and say, "Hey, man, like we like that you want to play, but but you're you're out. Like you're not playing anymore." So I think last night was more on the.
6: We're talking Elliott Shore Parks here, Sixers, Joel waiting for MRI, MRI results. And then, obviously, there's a big offseason going on right now with the Eagles. LA, what, what do you make of the Belichick stuff that keeps coming out? Yesterday, Greg Bedard up in Boston on 98.5 said the Eagles poked around on Belichick. He believes and he's heard if Sirianni maybe wasn't amenable to the changes that Belichick could be here. Obviously, they made their decision, but it does seem like from a lot of different reports, Florio, Greg Bedard, they poked around – the Belichick, what do you make of how this whole played out and what we're hearing?
16: Yeah, I think the Eagles dodged a bullet. Like, if they actually had interest in Belichick and it didn't work out, I think it's one of the best things that's happened to this franchise since they didn't hire Josh McDaniel. Like, I think Belichick would have been an absolute disaster here. And if the reason that they, they, you know, in some ways picked Sirianni over Belichick is because Sirianni was willing to work with them on the staff, then that's even more of a reason why, why I think it's good that Belichick's not here. Belichick coming to this team would have been a disaster. He doesn't work well with people. You saw that in New England. He's not a good head coach if he doesn't have Tom Brady. And he can't fix what the main problem with this team is, which is that Jalen Hurts took a step back last year. So if they had interest, like I think that would have been a mistake. But my main takeaway when I heard that was, Man, like great thing for this team that it didn't work out because they're in a way better situation with Nick Sirianni as their head coach than they would have been with Bill Belichick.
6: So I'm on the opposite side. I think they made a mistake here not going with Belichick, but they're going Why? with... with the, because he's a better coach than Sirianni. How's he a better coach? Elliot. His, Tell his, me his entire career in the NFL. With
16: Tom Brady. No, not, Tom not
6: just Brady. with Tom Brady. He got the Browns to the playoffs in the 90s. He took Matt Castle to an 11-win season. They scored 420 points with Matt Castle.
16: He's yeah, a bad... know Ellie, hold on. The Eagles, He's won, a, he, the Eagles won 11 games last year and made the playoffs last year. So your feeling of what... Belichick accomplished without Brady is the floor of why you feel, feel Sirianni can't do the, so the job. So,
6: but there's more to it. What I believe is Bill has lost it as an executive. He can't. He, he can't do it. I mean, he's he's just a coach now, and here he'd have players. He doesn't have players in New England. Albeit, it's his fault. He doesn't have players. But I don't think he's lost it as a coach. I think he doesn't have the play or didn't have the players. I mean, Elliot, Andy's last three years here are the same as as Bill's last three years in New England doesn't
16: mean you forget to coach. You just have a bad few years. Well, so a couple things. One, Andy was, I believe, 55 when he left the Eagles. Belichick is 72. I don't know many 72-year-olds that have had success that are super open to changing the way they do things. So you're right. Like, part of his downfall is personnel. But if you think Belichick would have came here and worked with Howie Roseman, then I think you're being delusional as to how this would have worked out. Like, if you read the coverage of how it Fell Apart in New England, because he didn't listen to anybody, he wouldn't. You know, he wouldn't work with Kraft anymore. He was only hiring his own guys. So I agree that look, if Belichick wanted to come in and be a defensive coordinator, yeah, maybe I'd have some interest in that. Although I really wouldn't want him in the building. But if he wanted to do that, like I might be open to it. But as someone that's running the team and is going to have say on things, no, I don't think he's proven at all that he's the guy for the job. Unless you're bringing Prime Tom Brady with him.
6: Well, that's not happening because that those days no, are that's over. A wrap. Kiss me,
16: baby. All right. So LA,
6: what do you think about how this played out? So I think we discussed last week the Fangio thing, but now it's complete, right? The whole thing is complete because Kellen Moore is on offense. What what's your updated take on the coaching staff, specifically the Kellen Moore hire?
16: Yeah, so I think Kellen Moore, they're probably and you maybe you would know the answer to this off the top of your head, but that, I don't think there's probably another offensive coordinator in the league that has called plays for what will be now a, stri- a six straight season without being a head coach. Mm. Like there can't be many guys that are, have, have as many as many reps at doing this in a row as Kellen Moore does. So I do think that from a pure experience standpoint, this is an upgrade. Like I, I think that Brian Johnson got a bit of a, a bad rap here. Like I think he was a better, a better coach than he was given credit for. But I think his inexperience hurt the team last year. I think Kellen Moore is going to come in, and while he's not as experienced as Vic Fangio, I think he brings experience. Like he's done it a bunch of years in a row. He's called plays for multiple uh, quarterbacks. He's worked with multiple head coaches, multiple franchises. So I think he just has a lot of experience that Brian Johnson didn't have. I don't think that uh, he's going to come and bring some like crazy new offense where we're seeing all types of new plays. And like I think he'll bring different things but I don't think he's an exciting hire from like a Chip Kelly perspective. Like when Chip came, it was, what are we going to see? I think, you know, we're going to see with Kellen Moore, but I think his experience and, you know, the production he's had is a positive. So I think it's a good hire.
6: Elliot, I think you're right. I just scrolled quickly through, you know, the NFL play callers from this year. I think you're right on that. And, you know, uh, excluding head coaches. I don't right, think exactly anyone yeah, has has, co- has called plays for this long, uh, you know, again consistently. That, that's, a, that's a really interesting point on
16: Kellen Moore. All right, Elliot, let's Before talk about— The other part of that really quick is if you look at Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick sticking around, a big concern of, how, of this, like, structure is if you lose your play caller— like maybe they're not going to lose Kellen Moore. Like he, he hasn't been a head coach yet, and if you look, a lot of coordinators are sticking around. So I think there's a good chance if he does good, Kellen Moore will be here in 2025.
6: Yeah, continuity. I mean that's always a good thing, especially for a guy like Hertz, who you know we've heard that that's when he's at his best. All right, Elliot, let's let's take like a big picture look at the offseason. I think there's there's probably one of two ways they could go here, right? They could try to run most of it back not take big cap hits, try to fix the holes and try to really compete next year. And that means, you know, maybe keeping guys like Slay and or Bradbury, or they could take a sledgehammer to it and how he's done that before, when they've kind of felt like they're in some trouble here, Elliot, what do you think they should do? What do you think is more likely?
16: So I I think you probably have to take a sledgehammer to the linebacker and, and safety position. Like you, you need all new bodies there. Like Reed Blankenship can come back and compete for a job and I'm fine with him starting, but you need another safety opposite uh, Blankenship. Sydney Brown, I think has potential, but he's coming off a major knee injury. You can't count on him being a starter. A linebacker, you know, if you want to bring Zach Cunningham back, sure. If you want to give Nakobe a chance in camp, like whatever. But I think you have to go out and get impact players there. I'm not of the mind of moving on from Slay and Bradbury. And the Bradbury thing, I'll preface by saying, if they cut him, they lose 10 million dollars in cap space. I don't think it's a situation where Bradbury, where you can't have him in the building. Like, mm. I'm, ha- like he can come in, he can compete for a job. I think he brings a somewhat high floor as a backup just because of all, of all the experience he has. And I don't think he'll be a detriment if Eli Ricks or Kelly Ringo is starting over him. So I'm not willing to take a cap hit like that and lose that cap space to get him out of the building. So I would bring both back. But with Bradbury, the expectation is, like, you got to compete for your job. Mm. You think Bradbury could play safety?
6: Sometimes, no. sometimes corners do do it. Rod Woodson did it late in his uh, career.
7: Troy did it. Troy Vincent did it late in his career. Yeah, when he I think he went to Buffalo. He yeah. played safety. I
16: just I don't know if Bradbury has like the agility and mm-hmm. the, the to 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 do Definitely that. Does and not also, have the
7: hips to do it because he got <laughs> <right>.
16: <laughs> And I also don't think he has the speed. Like you, I don't certainly couldn't play single high safety. Right, and he's not a good tackler, so I don't really think you want him as your last line of defense. So I I think his role at this point is you got to hope the coordinator gets better play out of him or he's like a great backup to have in case someone gets hurt.
6: Yeah, it'll be interesting how they play it. I mean, they probably can move on from one of these guys to take cap hit, but, you know, once you start doing two or three, it really affects the cap. Elliot, always appreciate hopping on, and we'll be listening when you're on on WIP, and, of course, Clap Your Hands podcast. I'm sure you guys will be reacting to the uh, the Embiid injury whenever we get the news.
16: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Subscribe all your podcast platforms.
6: There he goes. Elliot, it's sure, your We'll talk next week. Thank you, Elliot. I'm good. Talk to you later. There he goes. He thinks the Eagles dodged a bullet here by not hiring Bill Belichick. I think so, too. I think that there
7: would have probably been a culture disconnect with the way that he does things. And like I said, man, the kids are sensitive now. And I don't think that the way that he coaches would have jived well with the veterans that you have. Like, I think you bring in a coach like Belichick when you have uh, younger players that you can kind of mold a little bit. This is a this is a great mix of veteran guys and young guys. I don't think it would have probably been a great fit. I really don't.
6: So you may be right on that. I also think, couldn't the Eagles use a kick in the butt? They can. We just tried no, they, the Sirianni-Rah-Rah stuff, and they and they basically laughed at him for the last seven weeks they and can. didn't try.
7: And you know what? And I feel like, you know, especially on that defensive side of the ball, that there's going to probably be a little bit of a kick in the pan. Well, with Fangio. Yeah, this defense did not have an identity. But I think that is probably easier – to do it on the defensive side of the ball because there's probably going to be a lot of those veteran guys mm. that probably won't be here next year. You know, I read a report. I don't know how true it was, but I was, you know, scrolling through my my, my timeline, and there was some speculation on whether or not Fletcher Cox was going to come back for another year and well, play football.
6: Yeah, I mean, I still think he has some stuff in the tank, but maybe he – who knows if he wants to anymore. Yeah, been yeah a long he, time. Might,
7: he might just want to go hunt, go off into the sunset
6: yeah. somewhere. Also, the Eagles have to start turning the leadership over in this team to the young guys, right? we got to do this at some point. I know – if Jason wants to play, they're going to welcome him back with open arms. But at some point, it's almost like you delay the inevitable of turning the team over. These guys are not going to be here forever. No, they're not. They're not. And you you're going to have to do a, a reset at some point. And that's you know that's a really interesting part of the off season. I mean, Elliot seems to think that there is a chance they run a lot of this back. I mean, I was I was not prepared for him to say Slay and Bradbury both back. I don't. Back. I don't think so. I, I I think it's hard. I think that's a hard sale to your
7: fan base and to the philosophy that I feel like you're going to try to implement when you bring Vic Fangio in. I don't see – like the, the biggest issues that we had – people talk about the pass rush. We mm. were talking about it this morning, how the pass rush was lackluster compared to what it was last year. The safety the, – the, excuse me. The corner play was not as good as it was the year before. It was – yeah, it went from good to bad. And that goes hand in hand, man. And I'm sitting in there and I'm, I'm listening and I'm like, you got to get better play from your corners. If you want your pass rush to be better, then you have to get better play for in run support and you have to get better play in 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 when they're throwing the football. Pass protection. Well, pass pass defense. When you're getting after the quarterback. Sure. You have to have that. And if you got guys playing ten to fifteen yards off the ball, nobody's ever gonna get there.
6: Well, and of course not, because the quarterback gets the ball in their hands so fast. I mean yeah. that, that's that's definitely part of it. I just I, I find I can't wait to see how how he approaches this offseason because there really is two paths here. They could try to Patch it together, go in again next year, you know, think of themselves like the 10 and 1 team that just had a bad stretch. We'll figure it out, we'll add a piece here, a piece there, and we'll go compete for a Super Bowl next year. Or they could look at themselves from a big picture and say, you know, we were outscored for the 18 games. Maybe we got to make a lot of changes, Renner. Right I don't know. I mean, as I sit here on January 31st, I have no idea which way the Eagles go this offseason. 215, 592, 94, Let's get back to the phones. You're a lot to react to. Obviously, the Joel Embiid injury are waiting the MRI results. I would not add much to this team at the trade deadline. I, I just, I wouldn't trade real assets, take on cap room for a superstar that's not healthy enough almost ever, and a team I just don't think is a championship team this year. I wouldn't do it. Hugh Still is in on that idea of adding to this team. He's got a list of names, DeJounte Murray, Zach Levine, and, of course, the Eagles. The report's out there. That uh, if Sirianni didn't agree to the coaching changes, Belichick may have been the next coach. Do you think they'll regret not bringing Belichick in and moving off from Sirianni? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Mark is in Woodbury Heights. Hey, Mark.
11: Joe, I just heard Elliot Shore Parks. He seems like a nice guy, really does. Every time I hear him speak, I like question him how he has a job.
6: What did he For say? What did he say there, this time to get you? <laughs> For you to
11: to get on the air and say you'd rather have Nick Sirianni than Bill Belichick is utterly ridiculous. And all these people that are bad-mouthing Belichick, okay, he's too tough, this and that, all this BS. The guy's been to Super Bowls as a coordinator. Uh, They want to because of his schemes with the Giants. I know it was a long time ago, but football's football. And look what he did with the Patriots. And I'm so glad you brought up the point of what he did the year Brady was hurt and what he did in Cleveland right Right before they sold the team, right? Mm-hmm. They were building that, that franchise in Cleveland. To say Bill Belichick wouldn't be successful here is asinine. I just feel like I'm in
6: I mean, I feel like I'm in bizarro not. world. with the, It's not just the Eagles thing. Just in general, the way people are like, yeah, Belichick's not that good of a coach. I'm like, what, what have I been oh, no, watching for the last 30 years? I mean, I've watched a lot. Yeah, but people say he's not a good it, – it's the one of the dumbest
11: things I've ever heard on this radio station. I've been listening to this station for 40 years. To say Bill Belichick's not a good football coach, look what he's doing. He they should have beat the Eagles this year, right, opening day?
6: Oh, they almost did. I mean, they had Mac Jones throw yeah. for 360 yards.
11: Sh- I mean, I, I'm just shaking my head. Listen, Elliot Shore Park speak. I mean, I'm like, God, this guy has a job? This guy actually gets on the air and says some of these ridiculous things? Elliot, you know, idiot. a real person.
6: Well, and listen, Elliot, <laughs> Elliot, I, Elliot, I, Elliot I, Mark, we yeah, appreciate relax, it. Elliot relax. does a good job. We love Elliot around. Yeah, now, Elliot, now, you could Elliot. disagree with his take. Yeah,
7: that that's not... That's not an asinine take to be totally honest because it's not like a whole lot of teams were lining up to sign. I mean, to hire Coach Belichick.
6: That's fair, but you know he, what I do think is crazy is when we say he, Sirianni's a better coach. No, see that, that
7: I didn't. I don't subscribe to that. But if that's your opinion, you're entitled to. Well, it. That's what we do on WIP. We have yeah, opinions. Inti- everybody that. has an opinion, and you know, and, and, and you know, it's funny. A lot of people don't agree with it sometimes,
10: but that I mean, hey, that's fine. <laughs> but to you know, make it a little bit personal like that one was. That well, was a, he missed the part that Elliot literally got him to call into the radio station just by speaking, so he's wondering what, what he's doing on the radio. That Mark, that's exactly he did his what he's job. doing on the radio. Well, he but, has, like, has strong takes, and well, yeah, yeah, we but, react to them. But what he's missing the point on is that, like, no one's saying that what Bill Belichick accomplished isn't great. We're wondering if the NFL has passed him by. It's very, very fair to wonder that. He doesn't want anything significant in a while. I think that is fair. I do.
6: I, do. I mean, it passed Tom Landry by. I mean, this, this happens, right? The, the good coaches fall. That happens. And sometimes they don't get back up at some point. I, I That is totally fair. It's my theory, my belief, that he was undone by his own general manager work. That he can't see and doesn't have enough, maybe it's energy. Hugh, you likes to use the word bandwidth. I don't know like i don't think bill has the energy anymore to scout college draft them and yeah, it's a lot it's a lot yeah. of
7: work because that's what we're talking about especially when you talk about some of these young cats that we're gonna have to draft this year
6: which is that's why i i would have been good with this because i don't think he had to do all that here how he's Got the other part of it. He builds good rosters. There's plenty of talent here. I still he, think he goes Bill... out and hires, he hires, hired guns. Yeah. He needs to
7: build, he needs to do a better job of building a roster. Sure. But
6: the Eagles' roster is still pretty good. I mean, yeah, they're it, pretty stout, but yeah. you need to get, you need to get some defensive. Points. Of course so they to. do. I just, I still believe Bill can coach if he's given a good roster. And, and look, I could I be wrong? I could. My, the other part of this though is Sirianni's the coach. It's not like we have Andy Reid here. We don't have a top tier coach where it's like, come on, we got this guy. We have Nick Sirianni.
7: Yeah, and all the stories coming out about him not being the guy. is kind of, you know, that doesn't bode well for your uh, the, the the confidence that you have going into the season and people saying you didn't lose the locker
2: room.
6: Yeah, I actually kind of feel bad for Sirianni that this stuff is leaking out. It does not make him look good. It, at it, all. No, it re- makes re- – Real talk, real yeah, talk. It makes it look like the team only let him stay because they – He was a puppet. Yeah, and that's not fair to him. I mean, whether it be true or not. It's not fair because it it gives us a perception of him. that He was a pub. Yeah, the team shouldn't have that out there. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. All right, we have some audio to share. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, especially Brown, addressing trade rumors that started yesterday at 2 p.m. on WIP. Well, actually, they started with O.G. Wade and callers, and we were talking about it, but they really went into overdrive yesterday. On the afternoon show, A.J. Brown was asked about him. What did he say? And why did he scrub his social media before the playoff game? Plus, did Nick Sirianni actually lose the locker room? Interesting stuff. You'll hear from A.J. Devontae coming up next. A midweek mid-show take. And, of course, your phone calls 215-592-9494. It's the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP.
0: And Devonte, uh, an Eagle squad without AJ. Um,
17: oh, you heart. know, man, we've we grown so close, man. You know, I I enjoy every second of you know <laughs> playing together. Um, uh, so yeah, man, you know, glad glad he's here. You know, hope that you know the media doesn't try to break us up, man. Like like they're doing.
6: Uh oh, Devontae. welcome back, midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Zilla, Devontae Smith, there on. With K. Adams up and Adams, so both Devonte Smith and AJ Brown today joined K. Adams on her show on <laughs> like FanDuel the media TV. Trying to do,
7: like, you mean like I? I don't want to trade Devonte or or AJ. That's just
6: no. Nah, he's talking about you.
7: Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. And that wasn't me. And I,
6: mean.
7: I and don't the camera And Richie,
6: well, I know somebody trying to trade. Jack, him. Wait, wait, wait. So we'll get to that in a second. All right. We also have A.J. Brown there talking about the social scrub. Remember that whole thing right around the playoffs? He scrubbed his social social media, and we know what all that usually means. It means the player's unhappy, he wants out, he wants money. Kids these days, they do that uh, when they're upset about something. So here was A.J. Brown. Why did he scrub his social of all things Eagles?
0: Are you happy where you are? And I think people are pointing to this because they saw you scrubbed your Instagram.
17: Yeah, that had nothing to do with uh, with, with football or, you know, that's me uh, just trying to grow as a person. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, block out any negativity that uh, um, that I can. As you see, as, as one of the reason why, you know. So, um, but yeah.
7: Well, I would have a question. Where's the ne- what the Eagles were negativity? Where well, that's what the negativity
6: was?
10: I don't understand that. Why but, would you scrub but, all social stuff? media fans? Like, you know, you know,
6: yeah. you could deactivate and not scrub. <laughs> yes. the, yeah no. Yeah. You, know, you, you take the Eagles off the profile.
7: It leads us to wonder why you do that. This is why. Like social media is so powerful now. Like and we all know we all know the social cues when it comes to social media. When you block somebody, that means they're like basically they don't exist anymore to you. They're dead to you. They can't see you. You know, I mean it's a, it's like it's a big deal. Mm. So you knew exactly what you were doing when you did that. That's the problem. Don't act like you didn't because you sent up a big red flag when you did that. And you also put a put a bullseye on your back because now people think you're emotional. Now let me say this first, because it's obvious that they listen because they're talking about, you know, media trying to get them traded or whatever. I don't want to trade AJ Brown. Never did. Never did. I feel like, you know, what he brings to the table and his emotional state, you could deal with that because most receivers that are of his caliber are kind of like that. You just have to figure out how to 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 navigate that. So that's not where I'm I am with that. But be real and be honest about why you did it. You did it for a reason because you felt some kind of way about something. We don't know what it is, but you felt some kind of way about something. And now when somebody asks you about it, instead of just, you know, saying what it was, you're trying to you're trying to put that fire out. This is the problem. Like, you know, we talk about how we've got new coordinators and everybody's excited and all this other good stuff. We still ain't got to the nooks and crannies of what's going on with this.
6: We ain't got down to the nitty gritty, no, man. We just have uh, facts and records and scores. But we don't know That's why. That's it. We don't know why. We yeah. do not know, know why. You know, Brian Johnson got the, uh, the the bulk of it because he got fired. And so does Sean Desai and Matt Patricia. All right, so AJ says, nothing to see here. Just scrub those socials so I, what do you say, I could approve myself? Be a better version of myself? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start when I do random weird things. Why are you doing that? I'm just trying to be a better version of myself. <laughs> just trying to get better. All right, what about those trade rumors? Well, I don't know if there are real trade rumors. Here, here's what I do know. Yesterday, I saw this poll at WIP afternoon show. If you were the Eagles, would you trade, uh, at afternoon's WIP, excuse me, would you trade A.J. Brown for Patrick Sertain? That was oh, cool my part. gosh. It's awful. Yeah, that was Jack's take yesterday. I actually thought it was an interesting conversation. Good debate between Ike and Jack. Yes. Fun conversation. I, I, I think they're even kind of players, like top five-ish kind of at their position. <laughs> Fun conversation. Uh, most people did not want to do it yesterday, and that's their prerogative, but – I think that's what Kay Adams is asking about. I think these are the trade rumors that are out there about AJ, the ones that, you know, we just throw out at WIP to have a discussion. Here's what AJ said when asked by Kay Adams.
0: Why does Twitter have this wild idea that you're getting traded? I don't
6: know. I don't know, you know. Maybe they know something I don't know.
0: I mean, have you heard anything about this? Is this like a media thing? Like, It's everywhere. I'm sure you've seen it.
17: You know, uh you know, I kind of been through this before. You know, I'm um, a bit. You know, uh, so you know, I will remain quiet. And you know, uh, if something happens, I'll be waiting by the phone, and not, then I'll be right here.
6: The end of that was kind of weird. He, you know, it if it happens, it happens. I mean, he didn't. He did say, "I don't want to go anywhere." That was. Kind of, I, I thought it was an odd response. I mean, really? obviously, she, they're not going off anything substantial. It's more just what people are talking about, like on WIP. Well. What do you think is his
7: response? It kind of leads you to believe that, like I've been saying forever, that like there was a disconnect somewhere. And it also kind of validates or plays into why he, del- he scrubbed his social media of Eagle stuff. Because if you say – like the, the easiest way to answer that, like, hey, I haven't heard anything about that. I want to be an Eagle. That's it. Yeah, that, exactly. If the, if, I agree if, with you. If, if, if that happens, then I'll deal with that when that happens. But right now, I want to be an Eagle. Like you're being passive-aggressive. And you wonder why, like a lot of times, and this is, this is media one-on-one young fellas. I'm about to sprinkle y'all with a little bit of game. The t- every, anytime that you get on a social site with everybody watching what you say and what you do, you have to be very careful at how you handle yourself. You have to be careful where you answer certain questions and you have to be careful when you scrub your social media because people read into that. That's what we do on social media. We read into everything. So, to be honest, if you want to be if you want to keep it 100, you started these trade rumors when you scrubbed your social media and you you led people to believe
6: that you didn't want to be here. I, I also think it's a little disingenuous. And I know Kay Adams is just like a, she's just wondering what he thinks. She's asking a question. But like none of this is crazy. We just watched the best team in the NFL trade the best receiver in the NFL, right? Tyreek Hill two years ago was traded, and they keep winning. Because they didn't want pain. Right. So, so it makes any NFL fan would wonder, is it worth it to keep my receiver? Can I build a better team a different way? The Eagles don't have any defensive backs that could play. I mean, I, I, I think the idea of all this is certainly reasonable. Do I think the Eagles are actually going to do it? No. I don't. I don't think they Do I think they should do it unless they return as special? I wouldn't. And then also we watched him yell at the quarterback on the sidelines this year. This is all – when you create a recipe for, hey, should they trade this guy, the pot has been filled all year long with A.J. Brown. And you helped fill it. <laughs> right. Like, real talk, you helped fill it. I don't think that, that A.J. wants
7: to be gone, but you've played a part – Of course. – in the narrative that has been created. I mean, let's just keep it real. And, and for you not to – sit. and then on top of that, the way that you answer the question further plays into the narrative. I mean, seriously, it does because we all like we all try to read into people that we don't know because we don't really know how A.J. feels. We don't. So we're just left to read into what we hear him say mm. and then we speculate.
10: That's what we do. What is what does that answer question answer remind you of a piece of audio from another eagle recently asking to endorse another eagle?
6: Jalen after the game. And a
10: very, like, playing dumb response. Oh, this is news to me. I didn't know he was going anywhere.
6: Can we hear it again? So here's Kay Adams. Uh, This is what A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, this morning. She's asking A.J. about the trade rumors, which really, at this point, it's just discussions that have been had on this radio station, and I guess social media takes those and has their own discussions. But, you know, the idea of what if the team would be better if they trade him for something big, here was that question and answer.
0: Why does Twitter have this wild idea that you're getting traded?
6: I don't know, I don't know, you know,
17: maybe they know something I don't know.
0: I mean, have you heard anything about this? Is this like a media thing like where is it? it's everywhere? I'm sure you've seen it
17: you know I, uh you know, I kind of been through this before, you know, I'm a bit you know um uh, so you know I'll remain quiet and you know uh if something happens, I'll be waiting by the phone and not then I'll be
7: right here
6: so th- you know Hugh, he said i have been through this before he was traded once before, yeah, he was. What does he, that mean? Like does he is he it's almost like he's giving oxygen to something that she's saying is not even a real thing. People are just talking about it and he's like, Yeah, I've been through this before. Been through what? A trade. I, I don't think like I think maybe he was caught off
7: guard with the question.
6: Maybe. I mean I and, I wonder if he, he, he is off social media. Maybe he really didn't see it. I mean if he's not on and there
7: he has to be a little bit more media savvy. But again, like I said, the easy way to answer that is like, Hey, I don't hear anything about that. I wanna be an eagle. That's it. That, and, and we'll kill that. K. I don't know what you've been – or even have fun with Kay, I don't know what social sites you've been reading, but baby girl – or don't call her baby girl, that's probably Yeah, that probably uh, wouldn't. Probably would That dog don't hunt. I was, you, I was about me, to miss, throw that
6: back at you. That dog don't that, hunt. That, that dog
7: don't hunt. <laughs> miss, excuse me, miss, but that is not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I want to be here. I'm excited about this year coming up, and I'm excited to get this thing back going in the
6: right way. That would have been a good thing, yeah. It just it was an odd response. Maybe he was caught off guard. I, but again, the idea – and this is more towards the way she framed the question, that all this is like, what are you – what? The idea of trading a player off a team that lost six out of seven? You guys, crazy. Any, anyone could be traded. It's the NFL. This happens all the time. All right, so last one here, and then we'll get back to all your phone calls. On all things, and you can react to this, A.J. Devante, the Belichick stuff with the Eagles maybe having real interest if Sirianni didn't agree to his coaching staff. And of course, Joel Embiid, we're waiting on MRI, MRI results. Does all this and his injury change the way you want to approach the deadline? But let's hear Devontae Smith. You know, we've wondered, did Sirianni lose the locker room? What happened at the end of the season? Here's Devonte. Devonte,
0: a lot of people are saying Coach Sirianni lost the team. What would you say to that?
17: Um, no, I don't, I don't think he lost the team. I think we just had some things that we needed to adjust to, and we just didn't do that well as a team. Uh, I don't
6: think he lost the team at all, Devontae. And we've talked to him before. We had him on last summer. He's a he's a he's a concise speaker. No, yeah, I don't think he lost the team. That's all you have to say. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's and not an easy it. question. It is one, but you the more you talk, probably the worse you make it if you answer a question. Yeah, like just that.
10: answer. Just say, nah, I don't think he did it. So, uh, just a couple of real quick side notes here. Um, he, AJ Brown was asked about his knee injury. Said he's fine. Knee's fine. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, so the Pro Bowl. You know, whatever that was, probably more of just... A, Maybe he didn't want to go. Yeah, it's a meaningless game. It's put pro Bowl. You know, who cares? Um, and then there was a moment sort of when AJ was talking about the trade rumors that Devontae Smith briefly cut in and gave us...
6: Devontae's like, he ain't, he ain't going
7: anywhere. Yeah, because he, he, he needs him. I mean, they're a tandem. We got to figure out how we're going to pay him. But, uh, yeah. I,
10: we'll see I, if he feels the going. same way when he's up for contract. Uh, of course.
6: It's, it's, it's all fun and games until the money but even gets even if, even if that is the case...
7: You said he said the right thing in the moment. Like, like seriously, he said the right thing in the moment, and I think that's the most important thing. If you don't want to give anybody anything, just just don't. Like I think this is this is where it gets me. Don't play stupid and because you're better, you're better than that. You're strategic in everything that you do. Mm. These players have been around long enough. Not saying that that AJ's being stupid, but he's being real strategic in the way that he's placing the words that he's using. It's like, uh, you know, I don't know. I ain't heard that. That's a yes or no question. That's a yes or no answer, I should say. You should just say, no, I, don't, I haven't heard that rumor, and I don't, I don't want to go anywhere. Bottom line, that kills all of that. That kills anything, any speculation or any of that. That kills
6: all of that right there.
7: I, no, I'm not going anywhere.
6: Let's go to the phone lines here. 215-592-9494 is how you hop aboard. All things on the table here to react to. Uh, we have Noel. He was in Boston. Hey, Noel. Hey, guys, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, uh, Noel. What are you thinking today? And quick, and quick,
4: I just called in. Yeah, I was saying, like, I don't know why this conversation has triggered me about A.J. Brown, but it is. And also, let me get my Belichick point really quick, because I've lived up here in Boston for 20-some years, went through the whole Tom Brady-Belichick thing. I am very, very, very glad we did not hire that man. I don't want him anywhere near the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of pursed lips that we're, are not saying all the true things that they would like to say about him and his tenure here, but um, I don't want him anywhere near the Eagles. Uh, you know, Sirianni is not a better coach, but he's a better coach for the Eagles in this in this situation. Plus, um, our offense would suffer. Mac Jones, just look at that. As far as A.J. Brown, um, that man has balled out for this team. I mean, two straight seasons, 1,400 yards, I think talk, even talking about trading him to me is nothing but clickbait. If you want to talk about social media, it's straight up clickbait. It's the dumbest thing that I could ever think of. This well, offense well, why? would tank. Why? With a, this offense would tank without AJ Brown. I get this offense is is Jalen Hurts is is the is the the straw that stirs the drink. But A.J. Brown is the liquid. You take him out
6: of this offense, and where does it go? So, but no, uh, hold on, hold on. It it Um, goes nowhere. Let me ask you a question before, uh, hold on, because you you called it clickbait, and I don't think that's fair. It's it's a fair conversation. A.J. Brown is a wide receiver, he's a really good wide receiver. We just watched the best team in the NFL trade away a better wide receiver and continue to win. He plays a position that historically, historically, you do not need a top, top guy to win. It helps. Yeah, it could be nice, but but hold on, hold on. So you're saying it's ridiculous, but NFL has shown us you don't need that guy to win Super Bowls. Well, maybe, but... The, the- no, no, it's not maybe. It's not, not maybe. How, how many, since Jerry Rice stopped playing, how many times has the best receiver in the league been on the Super Bowl champion? Not very often. Oh, maybe
4: not, but I still think, I think what the conversation was more about, like, I brought it to A.J. Brown being important to this offense, which I still think is true, and I think Kansas City made a decision because they had to make a business decision at that time of, ultimately, we're going to have to make a business decision, too, and we'll yeah, see what happens
6: Yes, of yes. course.
4: You know, fair. but but going back to the whole social media thing, I mean... I believe, and there's been tons of players around the league. They scrubbed their social media because right. it gets flooded with this stuff, with the negativity, non- nonstop, 24-7. And the playoffs were coming up, and I believe he wanted to focus.
6: So he wasn't going to play in the playoffs. He knew that when he scrubbed it. I mean, I, no, I don't care if he scrubbed his social. I mean, if it, if it helps him feel well, better, if people it, obviously do care because we're still talking about it. Well, b- because t- <laughs> well, here's why. Because when that happens, there's been like a pattern now, right? The last I don't know, five six years since it became where everyone has all these accounts everywhere. When players yep. do this, a lot of times, something happens.
7: If I'm not mistaken, something. if I'm not mistaken, and, and I, I I have to remember this, but I think Julio scrubbed Julio Jones scrubbed his social media before he left Atlanta. So there is something to this. I mean yeah. you can't you just can't say that it's not a thing because even if it wasn't a thing for him, other players that have done this, it's been a thing.
4: Yeah, and no no there there are there are those examples, but yeah. weren't there but there were all those stories too, right, about the cancer and then we come out and we hear from Jordan Mayelata and others that it was AJ getting the team together, right? Going mm-hmm. to the escape room, trying to build the unity, the bond. And then you hear when the season was over, you hear you yeah, have the story about Jalen Hurts. And, again, it was A.J. was the leader. A.J. was the vocal one. He's the family one. So all that stuff we were hearing was BS right?
7: Well, we hear what they tell us. You, you, the, the, it's very controlled, man. I, I will say it that. Is. Because if, if – I will say this to that. His teammates came out and offended him. The organization didn't. And that, that's not an that's indictment true. against the organization. That's, that's just true. me looking at it from both angles. Because when the story starts, you, you
4: know they can't too, right? Like, no, you know they can't. They can. If, that, if they, that, that lets them lose leverage, come contract.
7: No, time. but what I'm saying is they can, and he probably like like I'm reading into this now. This is nothing that I know for a fact, and he felt some kind of way about nobody coming to his defense, because for a couple of weeks, everybody was convinced that AJ was the bad guy, and everybody went back to a few weeks earlier when him and him and. Uh, J- Jalen was on the sideline yelling and screaming at each other, and they were convinced that he was the leak in the media, and they were convinced that he was the cancer in the locker room. And yep. nobody, nobody outside of the guys that were on the team came to his
6: defense. I hear you. Yeah. L- hear last you. thing, did- and no, it's a good phone call. I'm, and I might be in the minority. I think I am on this. I yep. never think it's crazy to talk about trading anyone. I mean, I'm the guy who sat here three years ago and said I'd trade Bryce Harper for Juan Soto. I would have traded Trey Turner in the middle of last season. If, if I think it makes the team better, and I think when Jack and Ike started their show yesterday, Jack's premise was trading AJ for certain makes the Eagles better. Like, if you think it makes the team better, it's a fair conversation. That, that's the way yeah, I approach I... sports.
4: I, I agree. I agree with you on that point. I, I don't agree with Sertain making the team better. I, I look. I think we've got some young guys. Right, and, that and that's like fair. right? You, you
6: may disagree with the, the uh, like the the, the prem, like the the idea of the trade, but the premise, and that's just the way I approach it. To Noel, yeah. we, we appreciate no, the phone true. call. Yeah, and I get it. But you know what's interesting? There, Noel, who said he lived the last twenty years at Boston, he he also thinks the Belichick thing would have been a mistake. We had Kyle. We had Elliot on a little earlier. Talking about this, and he was just so strong that Belichick would have been a big mistake.
10: Yeah, and Elliot was sponsored by Bet Parks. Open the Bet Parks app. New users win your first ten dollar bet and get one hundred and twenty five dollars in bonus bets. Must be twenty one in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? One eight hundred Gambler. It's
6: pretty wild. I, I never thought, and it's I get it. He he fell the last few years. He's seventy two. I just never thought there'd be a time where you hear Belichick. Ah, bad idea. That would that would have gone bad. The, the
10: crazier th- part is that they're right. Wow.
6: I, I think everyone's argument on this would, would hit me a little harder if Nick Sirianni wasn't the coach that we were, we were working on here with all that. Let's talk to Will in Maryland. What's up, Will? My thing
18: on um, Belichick, and I'm not saying he's a bad coach. My thing with not bringing Belichick on is how many coaches that have won a championship somewhere went somewhere else and had success.
6: Not many doesn't ha- the, the idea of it doesn't happen very often. I haven't seen any that
18: made it back to the um, championship game since after having success somewhere else.
6: Yeah, but I heard that about quarterbacks too. At one point, right? Like who wins a Super Bowl somewhere else? Then Peyton Manning did it. Then Tom Brady did it. So uh, that's, that's a little different. I do have a, I well, do how? have a question for you also. Well, okay, what is it, Will? I'm listening. No, you, not you. Oh, Hugh, not you. Oh, that, what's up, brother? That happens got, sometimes. Well, I do well, that sometimes. They don't know
18: who he
19: is.
6: Uh, I, I, I say you, but I mean <laughs> Hugh. All right, what, go ahead. You got it, Will. Uh,
18: you, I'm um, just looking. I heard what you said earlier about these guys playing off. How come you don't see more defenses playing more press?
7: You know, you know what's funny. I like watching the games the last couple of weekends. Not so much press, but they play more aggressive and, right. and uh, they played play more aggressive in the passing game. Nobody wants to get beat deep, so they want to yeah, play I know, off. I of, know
18: it's, it's a high-risk, high-risk high reward with that, but I, I, was, I was just thinking back to that one year when New England did it against the, against the Colts up there in New England. And then, then they beat—they
6: mm. pretty much beat up on the coast. So oh yeah, idea. with T- Ty Law and all those guys beating
7: yeah, up Marvin yeah. Harrison. And then you got you yeah. to have that. You got to have that personnel that you can do yeah. that with, man. So like, that's yeah, that's important.
6: So the one thing, and the Will, it's a good yeah, phone call. Phone and you're right, that doesn't happen as much. They did change the rules after that because that was before the rules. Remember that, that we used to be able to bump them the whole time. Now yeah. you you pass five yards, you can't touch you can't anymore. Can't touch them.
7: So, but a lot of guys, you see, like the thing that jumped out to me this weekend with the corner play. Was that they played off, but they did a hell of a job coming up mm. and 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 form tackling, uh, making sure that yards after the catch was not a big deal. That that's what you see more, and that's you can't do that playing ten to fifteen yards off. You got to be able to get up there and, and get in that that uh, receiver's face yeah. a little bit, man. I
6: also think teams are afraid of giving up big plays. So yeah. if you if you play up and they get past you, then then you know it's a big play waiting to happen. All right, let's get to a midday, midweek, mid-show non-sports take here. It's midday,
18: midweek, mid
19: show with Joe Giglio. Med, 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 med.
6: All right, Hugh. I, I've been thinking about this one for a while. What you got, Joe? All right. So if you are if you're doing something or participating in something that will let you have extra time, let's just give a couple examples. Like a library book, mm-hmm. okay? Or the t- uh, when you pay for your parking on the street here, right? Mm-hmm. If you're allowed to have extra time. They should just let you put in all your time at the beginning rather than you have to go check it when it's time. For example, let's say I, I have a, I'm parking my car outside, right? Mm-hmm. And I get six hours at where I'm sitting or four. I have to go back into the app and add some more hours if I'm going to be here for longer. Why can't I just do that from the beginning? Like, I'm obviously allowed to stay there as long as I want, as long as I keep adding more time and paying. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it in the beginning. Like, so I, where I park, it's usually four hours. So at, when four hours ends, I get a little buzz on my phone, and I have to. Tell add four hours up. And I have to add another hour and a half. So I, so, so I can't start the process with just the full six hours. So it only
7: gives you like a four-hour block of yes. time because Even, I, I see it as far as, far as parking is concerned. Because I guess, especially in the city, I'm not I'm not condoning this, but I I, I hear what you're saying. I guess because in the city, they're thinking about it like, what could you possibly be doing in the city for four hours?
6: Well, doing a show.
7: <laughs> yeah, I mean that 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 like you know when I found out. Speaking of parking, I found out. Why our parking got all messed up? Somebody was taking the wrong parking space.
6: Oh no! That's why I messed it. They kicked everybody out. The yeah, park. we got a lot of issues parking. I'm just saying, if I'm allowed to continue parking there, just let me add all the money, all at the once. time you need. It's it's one thing if like the rule is you have to leave the spot after four hours. That would be different, but that's mm-hmm. not the rule. No, it's just like get you more money. Well, you know, I have a theory on what it is. More money. They well, I think people will forget to go back to the app and feed the more money. And then you're not actually paying for parking and then they nail you for a ticket.
7: Yeah, I tell you what. And you see those parking attendants, those people that walk around the city, they're like vultures. That's why I, I always like when I go to the to the uh to the Trader Joe's over yeah. there, because you know I became one of them Trader Joe's. Uh, you guys.
6: become a Trader Joe yeah. person.
7: I make sure I put enough time on there because you know, you never know how the line is gonna be, especially the one over here.
6: You know the parking <laughs> lot's free in there. No, well no, what what happens is
7: on certain days, Joe, it's like Oh, it packs up. It's I like know. the club. Yeah. It's like everybody trying to get parking at the Trader Joe's. So I just park on the street. So I just try to make sure I put enough time on this so I can run it in, and get what I need, and run back out. But those people be waiting like vultures, man. So yeah, you gotta be careful with that. Oh, they're relentless. Yeah. I and mean- that that fine is way more. <laughs> you oh ahead? yeah,
6: I'm just saying. If I'm allowed to stay there, and I, I am allowed to just by, by adding time to my my meter, just let me do it all at once. Let's let's, let's cut the middleman out. All five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, we'll keep the calls rolling. Final hour of the show. Belichick did the Eagles make a mistake keeping Sirianni over him? And Bede's injury was it change how the Sixers should approach the deadline here? And your reaction, what you heard? AJ and Devontae with Kay Adams Plus, look out, everybody. Jerry Jones says he's done screwing around. Time to get serious. We'll hit that next. Sports Radio 94 WIP. If you're a caregiver in the Philadelphia or Lehigh Valley areas
7: looking after a loved one, reach out to my friends at Ameribest today. When you call 1-800-HOME-CARE, a live onboarding specialist will assist you in the hiring process. Ameribest offers daily pay, performance bonuses, reward programs, and more to support their caregivers. Let Ameribest take care of you so you can focus on what matters most, and that's caring for your loved one. Call Ameribest today at 1-800-HOME-CARE or visit AmeribestHomeCare.com slash radio. Ameribest!
14: Doing something different than you had in the past in, in, in that respect?
19: Well, it? it will be, it uh, yeah, and contrast? it will be going all in on different people than you've done in the past. Okay. We'll be going all in. We've seen some things uh, uh, out of some of the players that we want to be all in on. Okay. And uh, yes, I would say that you will see us uh, 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 th- this coming year not building for the future.
6: All right, guys, watch out. Sounds like absolute glory hole to me. Jerry's ready to go all in. He is ready to go all in. It's only been what? How many years since our last Super Bowl? 20? Uh, it been a long time. 28, I believe, we're, we're working on now. It's been, a, it's been a very long time since Jerry's last Super Bowl. So watch out, everyone, in Philadelphia. Jerry Jones now is ready to go all in. How much do you think that came from the idea that he woke up and he started looking at father time and realizing, you know, like you said. a little bit of that. Yeah, what did you I'm call it? To go, the,
7: going to the upper room. It's the, in the upper. Baroon.
19: The absolute
7: glory hole. Yeah, he 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 wants to try to win a championship sooner than later, but it's interesting because what does that exactly mean? Because he said he was looking at other guys and needed to push all in on. Is that what defensive line corners like? What are what are you doing? I do They got a know. pretty good team this year, so what does that mean, quarterback? Well, they Who have knows? to pay,
6: probably have to pay Dak again. Yeah, they probably they could pay Devon. Uh, what's his name? Parsons this year. So we'll we'll see. Uh, I. I'm not going to lose any sleep over the Cowboys going all in. I feel like they've been kind of in for a long time and can't get over the hump anyway. So that's where they're at. There's Jerry Jones as the offseason begins. Let's get to our Twitter poll question here. Of course, sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at pidentalcenter.com. A couple polls today are Embiid's injuries holding you back from wanting the Sixers to go all in this season. 64% are with me. Yes, we got to hold back, keep those picks, not invest in this team. 36% are with Hugh. His trade list, he's ready to go. Trader Hugh over here making moves. <laughs> I'm not, ready to go. I'm trying to make this team better. I man. know you are. You want to go in for the playoffs. I, uh, I, I don't think it's worth it. And of course, was it a mistake for the Eagles to choose Sirianni over Belichick? 76% said no, 24% yes on that one right there. Our 215 592 94. 94 We'll get back to your phone calls coming up right now, and then we'll let you hear more from A.J. Brown. He was on with Kay Adams uh, earlier this morning, him and Devontae Smith. So we'll get to that coming
10: up. Not Kay Adams. This is actually him with SI.
6: Oh, so he did another interview?
10: Yes. And oh, he's making the rounds? I is, mean,
6: Is yeah. this for, um, is he doing it for like, a, you know, the Super Bowl week? They always do like, hey, I'm here, brought to you by, you know, whatever. Cookies Old or, or Old Spice, Spice or yeah. Bounty—they did a Bounty commercial. Him and AJ,
10: right? The recently, yes. AJ and Devontae. So this is, hes with Robin Lundberg. Okay. Do you have this or wait a wait? I have it. Would you like to hear it? Oh yeah, let's. Uh, let's, let's see what you know. So what I'm is
6: talking. what is the subject matter
10: here? Uh, the trade rumors. Oh, let's hear it and yeah, buckle up.
20: AJ, your, your name is out there a lot with people talking about you know what might be going on behind the scenes, what the organization's plans may be. What do you make of all that? Is that just noise in your mind?
17: You know, I've been through this before. I'm a, I'm a bear at this point, you know. So if something happens, my phone will ring, and I'll be waiting if not, then I'll throw my time.
20: But you're prepared, obviously, to be catching passes for the Philadelphia Eagles next season. I'm
17: prepared to uh, focus on my family at home and, and get better. And obviously, and just see see where this thing goes, you know. It's chatter, oh,
6: though. Hold on a second. He teed it up for me. Hold he on. He teed it up for me. I mean, that was, a, again, we, we did this with the quarterback and the coach a month ago or three weeks ago. That's a yes or no question. Yeah, he teed it up for him. Are you prepared to be catching passes for the Eagles next year? The answer is yes. Can't wait. That is that and, the answer? And,
7: and see, this is where. Wow. This is where, like, when people, like, I, I'm, social media for me is a love-hate uh, situation. It's for, I think it's like that for everybody. But this is where you have to be a little bit more social media savvy. Because what you did inadvertently was at, well, you probably did it directly because he asked you a direct question and you answered it the way that you
6: answered it and you fueled the fire for what's about to come next. He also, and this is the second time today, right? Both these interviews happened this morning. One Kay Adams, one Robin Lundberg over at Sports Illustrated. Both of them approached him with the idea of people are talking about a trade, whether that be people on social media or WIP, right? They're talking about the idea of, hey, maybe the Eagles will trade A.J. Brown. They didn't bring him like, hey, Adam Schefter said you're getting traded. And he, both times he answered the same way, I've been through this before. But, A.J., the first time was real. So when you add the two, like the one in Tennessee and the one in Philadelphia together, he's almost acknowledging this is real. Like, in his mind, there, there's something. that we, Can we hear that? I want to hear that again. Everyone, this is A.J. Brown on Sports Illustrated. Robin Lundberg asked about the idea of trade rumors The way he responds here, to me, it adds oxygen to this, that maybe something's going on. It definitely adds oxygen.
20: AJ, your name is out there a lot with people talking about, you know, what might be going on behind the scenes, what the organization's plans may be. What do you make of all that? Is that just noise in your mind?
17: You know, I've been through this before. I'm I'm a bear at this point, you know. So if something happens, my phone will ring, and I'll be waiting if not, then I'll run my time.
20: But you're prepared, obviously, to be catching passes for the Philadelphia Eagles next season.
17: I'm prepared to uh, focus on my family at home and, and get better. And obviously and just see see where this thing go. You know,
6: it's though. I mean, come on. We'll just see where this thing goes. Also, the first question was also a yes or no question. It's just noise. Yes. Are you prepared to play for the Eagles next year? Yes. I mean, that's not hard. These are very easy questions to answer. And I probably, like,
7: I understand where is coming from from a certain extent because he's probably tired of hearing about the trade stuff that's been coming out and it's also tied directly to him being uh, called a cancer. So that's probably a little bit frustrating. You know, sometimes it's it's, and he's a very emotional guy and sometimes when you're asked the same question over and over again, you get a little frustrated and you have to remember that Take the frustration out of it and just answer it as simple as you possibly can. And I think that's kind of where he is with it. Because, again, like I've been saying forever, we still don't know what happened in that locker room. We don't know. We don't know what happened. We don't know why this thing broke down the way that it did. But we do know the first salvo was fired when we, we, we fired or demoted Coach Desai. And then after that, we went out. At the end of the season, we let everybody go. We got new coordinators, and we said, okay, this is going to fix the problem. I don't know if that's the case. That's the scary thing. Now, on paper, it feels like it's fixed because you got a coordinator that's been in the game for a while who's had two. I don't even count the year that he had in San Diego in Goober, Goober Moore. <laughs> I don't count that that year. That but might that, be I the new name. I all, all, all lovers.
6: I mean, you, know? you said that, Street. But he was a Cowboy.
7: He was Go- a Cowboy. Goober until, Moore. Until he coaches one of the first Eagles games, he's going to be Goober Moore to me <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> Goober Moore.
10: Until wait he that. calls a good game for the yeah. Eagles right.
7: offense, and he's Goober Moore.
6: Can't right. wait to have him on a training camp. But should we, do we have to – gotta... all y'all cans out there, that
7: was tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. You know, you got to be careful. Like, see, this is one of the moments where, Joe, I got to be careful what I say because, you know, social media take that and say I'm being negative towards uh, the Eagles' new offensive coordinator. That was
10: tongue in cheek, people. That's that's called humor. If we get Kelly Moore on the show, your first question should be: How do you respond to the allegations that you're a you're goober, a like yeah. as though you uh, weren't the one that brought do that. them up? Don't because you know
7: I'll ask. Ain't, ain't no shame in
6: my Those game. Those are my favorite questions at press conferences. People are saying this. No, you said it. It's as if we have Trey Turner on in spring training. I'm like, you know, they were talking on WIP last year about you know Trending. undoing your contract Watch or trading up. you. Yeah, like what do you? How do you? What are your response to that? Like I'd be a coward if I phrased it that way. said <laughs> so they, yeah, yeah they, quote they, they. Those people. I got to stand.
10: No, I got to stand no business, I man. I
7: got to stand no business if we do all that. I got to. That would have
10: been like if Jack was in K. Adams seat. Be like AJ. All this talk about <laughs> you, <laughs> Jack would do
7: that though. I don't. I don't think Jack can stand no business like that. Jack doesn't seem like the type that.
6: Way. All right. I don't look. When we go to Clearwater, I don't. We had uh, we had Trey last year. I promise, ask? if we. Well, yeah. I mean, no. I'm going to tell him like. Did you? Did it bother you? Did you hear it? How big of a moron am I for saying all that? And got, that's
7: fine. Like, if he heard it, that's fine. Yeah, Because you own it. And like, we can you can have gotta fun own with it. it. Yeah. Yeah.
6: No, I just think it's funny when people do that press conference. They're saying this in the media. Well, you like, said you know, it. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm, I'm you not,
7: said it. I'm not that guy.
6: No, I didn't think you are. So, so yeah, if Kev, Kellen Moore comes on, we'll, we'll tell him about the Goober stuff. All right, 215-592-9494. Your reaction to all that. That AJ stuff, I mean, you're talking about adding a log to the fire. They oh, my punch. gosh. It's awful. Like, all you had to do is put a little <laughs> cold water on and He threw three logs on top of this thing. <laughs> What's he doing? I, I
7: mean, like, it sounds like his facial expression expressed that he was not happy. And you're like, oh, man, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. That's what it it feels like. That's what his face gave off. What they call it, RBF? I, I can vouch.
10: Yeah, <laughs> RBF. RBF. <I know. laughs> you watch the video? I, I can vouch. He's pouting the entire – like, he looks like he does not want to be doing this interview
6: at all. RBF. Well, there's an easy way not to do interviews. You don't take the interview. <laughs> like, that's This is not difficult. All right, Jay in West Philly. What's up, Jay?
19: Yo, yo.
5: What's up, I Jay?
6: Gar-
5: I can guarantee you won't ask three that question. <laughs> uh, Jay,
6: I, I promise you, I, if we I have him on. I can guarantee that. Uh, Jay, it's a, it's a guarantee. Put something on it then, Jay. You disrespect?
7: You doubt my partner. Put some on it. Jay, why would I lie? Put something on it, Jay. Hold on a second. Put something on it, Jay. Put something on it right now.
6: Put some what, on it. What you, what you want? Make it light on yourself? No, your make it light on yourself. You the one that said he ain't going to do it. Jay, Put I pr- some on I, it, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. do Jay, I promise. It. What, am I, what am I be scared of? What is he going to do? Beat me up, Jay? We're grown-ups. <laughs> Look, you're gonna what is he going to do? I don't right know. Grown-ups, that
7: might not fly. That don't, like, being a grown-up <laughs> don't really count.
6: Yeah, but he's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> we'll li- we'll yeah, laugh exactly. about yeah, it. You
7: know, some people call me a professional. You've you had some <laughs> big, baddie balls. I just think he going to call him sick that day. No, he going to. Man, listen, I believe in my If if the All right. interview comes around, <laughs> I think Joe's gonna step up to the
6: plate. I really do. The I would. Well, com- I would love to talk to him about
7: it. What you want to put on you it, Jay? Come
6: around, he won't be around. But
7: but, you, but you. what you want to put on it? What you got on it? Tell me what you think. Shout thinking. out the OG Wade. Is
6: that what you want? Oh, no, 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 O.G. for the the AJ Brown stuff. Oh yeah, Shout yeah. OG, the OG Wade, Wade up there Wade. St-
7: stirring the stirring rabble rouser. That's what he's doing, stirring <laughs> stuff up. Maybe That's he
12: was right though. Maybe o. he study. was right. Look, he he is gone, man. He's we gone. We got to get something for him to set up, set up the defense and all that. He, he going definitely away. gone.
6: He ain't going away, man. Uh, Hugh, I, I yesterday Hugh. I agree with you. I don't know. Listening to him there, he didn't sound like he's in. No, nah, you, know, you got look at, nah, man. He ain't going away. You got to look at these interviews.
11: And he was like his facial expression was like, look, I don't even want to be talking about no Eagles or nothing. I, he
7: did. He did. I'm here for this. He did. He was look almost like, was like right kind of, down yeah, I'm yeah, just he, here so I don't feel fine. <laughs> He did look like he was feeling that's, some kind of way though. I can't that's the vibe that. he was on. Yeah, he was really.
6: Yeah, he I, was. Now, Jay, I, 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 I agree with you on this. He did. He felt it felt that way. Listening, Jay, we appreciate the phone call. So yesterday, if you were to said, do you actually think AJ Brown gets traded this offseason? I would have said, like a one percent chance. I am well above one percent this morning or I this afternoon.
7: So. I don't think so. I don't. I don't believe. I believe that AJ is is an emotional individual, and it feels like the more he, he was asked about it, the more he felt some kind of way about it, and he just started answering it, kind of flip flip it in a way. That's, that's what I kind of heard. I don't, I don't think the Eagles plan on trading AJ anywhere. To me, that's, I understand where people are coming from when they talk about his value and what you could potentially get for him. But let's not forget, there's some pretty decent receivers coming out in this draft this year. Like, why would I go out and trade for somebody and I go get
6: one of these young cats? You're saying from the other team's perspective. Yes, yes, that's fair. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, like He's if I'm not mistaken, not, yeah,
7: I'm not mistaken. They're talking about this is a heavy draft for receivers. Everyone in the last five years seems to be that. But yes, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. And it's like, dude, like the one thing you have to know, and about the NFL because we watch it every year. There's a star born every year at that position. Mm-hmm. Puka Nakua, Puka, love him. Is that dude right now? Help me you win our what fantasy man? league. That's,
10: you know, you know, you I'm just saying. Up. I, mean. I drafted him in a dynasty league. Now that's a good check.
7: No, but yeah. I'm saying, like, so as much, and I know we're talking about proven commodities here because that's what AJ is. But I'm not trying to trade him anytime soon, or or looking around to trading when I know that I got some young Thundercats that are coming into the league this year, this year.
6: So you're saying from another team's perspective?
7: Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking to do that.
6: So that's a very fair point. Now, now, but what I, if you I, miss out on one I, of those I'll guys? say this.
7: I'll say this, though. If, like, you know, Jerry, and I'm just tying this in, if Jerry talk about pushing all in, I can only see – that's the only team that I can see trading for Excuse Brown. me? Yes. Now, I'm not saying trading to the Dallas Cowboys. You'd be foolish to do that. Well, wait, wait, wait. What have I done
19: to
6: deserve this? Hold on. Now you got the wheel spinning in my No, head. I
7: was going to say, this is what we do. We Now we speculate. We well, you know a, what I'm about to say, right?
6: chaos theory. What? If they want him, I take Parsons back, and now we're cooking with gas.
7: Oh no! Oh, they're not gonna get you. You Parsons. found your new trade bait for Parsons. <laughs> did, you, did you see the way his oh, eyes perked yeah. up when I
6: said that? Wait a second. You uh. you want a top five receiver? He's yours, and Micah. I get the best pass rush in the league.
7: No, if you're talking about trading, you're getting draft picks.
6: No, uh, pa- Parsons and a pick.
7: A, that's
10: what we're trying to. <laughs> we're trying to. Upgrade. I wonder if has more
7: value. That. But then again, Mike. talking about leaving too. I think, it's, I think too. it's Micah. Micah's got more value.
10: Micah talking about leaving Dallas. Well, Micah's up for his new big deal. So they'll
6: both be highly paid, right? In, in, in um, ten seconds, they'll both be highly paid. Man.
10: I'll tell you what: very much against Devante for Michael Parsons.
6: Oh, uh, now I've got your wheel spinning. Well, in well, there. But if hey, there's I, a look, no, I,
10: didn't,
6: I didn't start it. You, you start, I and mean, that's a That's just a
7: Hugh production.
10: Yeah, okay. Douglas <laughs> production, man. I didn't start it. Like the
6: absolute. Picks.
10: Glory I mean, they're a good team. They're, gonna, they're gonna win thirteen
6: games, twelve games. How doing with their draft picks?
10: Conspiracy theories,
7: no man. AJ's not going anywhere. Damn you, OG Wade! You started this mess. No, Did you a- hear a- that?
6: AJ, AJ started it. Forget OG. Well, OG Wade,
7: Wade kind of put. I know he, he planted this. He was the pebble.
6: He was the pebble. But a- AJ's the player. He's the, he could just because AJ, all...
7: AJ wears his heart in the sleeve, man. He should have. He could have killed that. All of that. Unless, I'm just saying now.
6: unless okay, he doesn't want to be here. There's also the element that we haven't discussed yet of all this. What if the Eagles want to move on? They don't. I don't think they. Want. All right. So you, Hugh, you've talked for about a month or two about the the what's gone on that we don't know about. Yes. What if it's the quarterback and the receiver?
7: They need to figure that out. <laughs> they need to figure it out. I don't, I'm not ready until that happens. I'm I I'm not ready to move on from
6: it. Okay, but all right, you could try to figure it out. But there's what if this becomes T005? You could get <laughs> you can move on uh, before it becomes combustible. See, I don't, I don't, I
7: hear what you're saying, and. I don't think that can happen because I think that there's a better relationship between these two than it was between Donovan and Tio. Uh
6: well, I agree with that. I mean, they, the it's on record. They're best friends, you know, the godfather of his Yeah, daughter, and, they, and they,
7: they interact with each other, man, and, and they know. I think both of them know that together they are something special. We just need to figure out what it is that was the disconnect. I still don't know. You know, I've heard rumors. I've been in these streets, and I've heard people talk about what happened in the locker room, but I don't feel comfortable. Talking about something that I I didn't get directly from the person that it
10: happened to.
6: All I'm saying is, if they have to choose between the receiver and the quarterback, the receiver's going to go.
10: Well, so oh yeah, all day, all day long, always. While we're on the subject, it, it, do you not feel like it's worth now at least dissecting how close their relationship had been from the jump? I know they're giggling on Facetime with each other. These guys aren't childhood friends. Didn't they meet and become friends during the recruiting process? So, AJ making him the godfather of his kid is almost like marrying a chick you met on The Bachelor or something, right? Like, isn't it? I mean, and there's some people
7: that marry people on The Bachelor's Well, right, and that's, this day. You know, sometimes it
10: could be a, a rash decision or an impulsive, you know, like quick decision that you jump to. So, you're making uh, you it sound like The Bachelor don't work. Well, no I'm Kyle. just saying you might be friends with somebody until you live with them. Does The Bachelor work? It does. I'm, most of the people on The Bachelor still married, right? We should get Hugh on The Bachelor. <laughs> no, nah, that ain't going to
6: happen. Oh, that, that, that's, that's, first of nah, all. we got to do that.
7: First of all. <laughs> no, we I'm need that. You, first of all, what's not going to happen, because if y'all haven't noticed, I just gave up on getting dressed. <laughs> no, you got to wear grown-up
6: clothes in The Bachelor. <laughs> I, I,
7: I just gave up on getting dressed this week. I've been wearing Uggs and, and, and pajama pants all week. And y'all want me to go? No, nah, that ain't going to happen. I've given up on <laughs> getting dressed. Don't. I was telling Joe this morning, when I was walking in, And everybody's dressed up in their, like, work clothes. And I jump out the car with pajamas on and and, and some Uggs. They look at him like, what the hell is he doing here? I've given completely up on putting on clothes this week. Is, is it and kind I'm of like, damn sure now I put on clothes the, and
6: go talk to some, some,
7: some, <laughs> some women. What if
6: that's the theme? You know, they have had the Golden Bachelor. Yeah. They have the new Bachelor. We've all given up. And yeah, I, the, the women the, have the, given up, too. The, the the conceited Bachelor, the one
7: that just quit. <laughs> he
6: quit. All of a sudden, he just quit. Hey, nah. everyone that's quit, come on the show. Hey, we'll figure listen. it out together.
7: Who? You know what you know what? my, my game's would be? Who can sit here and watch me play video games
6: all the time? Because we ain't going nowhere. It's like the, you tagline for the show. We ain't going to dinner. And I'm not
7: trying to woo you. So that might work.
6: You know the tagline for the Statue of Liberty is like, "Give us your tired, your poor." You, this one could be, "Give give me, give us your desperate, you've given up." Well, come on the show. We'll have the new Bachelor. Um, yeah this this AJ stuff is really taking on life of its own. Yeah,
10: well, it just to, on that, like I, I guess a better analogy than the Bachelor is like moving in to college, becoming roommates with somebody that you just met, and then you move in with them, you live with them, you find out maybe we're not as cool as as, as you know we once were. AJ was not teammates with they uh, with uh with Jalen Hurts before. You know, he made him the godfather of his kid or whatever, this and that. So who knows? if Like, that's not to say the relationship can never change from then to now.
6: It also could be, and this happens sometimes, people realize uh, friends become roommates. They realize we're better friends yeah, than we are roommates. That, yeah, we ain't that Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. actually better for both of us in our friendship long term if we're not always with each other, you know, five, or, five hours and hours a day. Here's another theory. Here we go. It's, a, it's a, today's theory. We're yeah, the
7: taking out these, these theories. Jalen got that money and started acting brand new. How about that one? Which maybe have led to all these issues. Yes. Maybe that's it. Who knows? Boy, we we got a lot of good theories on the show. No, right? no. Nah, nah, I wouldn't say good. I would say theories.
10: <laughs> right. We have a lot <laughs> of theories. We got a lot of theories. They we are. are. We know are blowing about, the call know about off good theories. but we, saying, got some,
6: we got some theories. When the Eagles introduce Belichick as their next coach next year, we're we're circling <laughs> that, way back nah, to my theory. Now nah, nah that one right there, <laughs> That one was not good. You, you should have seen me last night. I was I was like a scientist in a lab. I was like, wait a second. Joe, that was not a good We one. got Reed breaking the record. Lurie's embarrassed. He gets Belichick in here to break the record. Reed, uh, the whole thing. I was, I, was, I was cooking it up. All right, 215-592-9494. Speaking of theories, Joe wants to correct my Lurie theory. What's up, Joe? Yeah, first
11: I'm not going to lose any sleep tonight over Jerry Jones going all in next year.
6: I'm <laughs> not <laughs> either. I'm not either.
11: <laughs> the, the, the further he sticks that surgically altered face into the on-field activities, the better off it is for all of us. Yes, So that's yes. fine. Uh, as far as uh, Belichick goes, Hugh, you, you like petty? I'm going to give you petty. Laurie set the gold standard was the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And you could probably make the argument that during Laurie's time – we're sailing higher than the, than the Steelers have been, right? So we're clearly number two, I think, in yeah, his eyes.
7: Okay, I give you, I give you a by, him,
11: by by bringing Belichick in here, that's just admitting to himself in the world that we couldn't find our way on our own. We had to hijack a Patriot to be, get to the gold standard, and there's no way he's going to allow
6: that to happen. So, you, Joe, you happen. may be right, but desperate times call for desperate measures. If, if this doesn't work next year, and it might, it might work. I mean, I think Moore's a good coordinator. Fans is very good, so it could work. But if it doesn't, I mean, they may have to, like, wake up. Like, that, that would be four coaches since Reed and no stability, right? None of these guys last more than, what, four years, five years.
11: Yeah, I don't have an argument for that. We'll have to see how next season goes for sure for that. And as far as as far as AJ goes, we'll know what the problem was this season based on who's on the field week one. I think both the coordinators were overmatched. They brought in some credibility credibility and stability with those and that's fine. We'll see what players are on the field and that'll tell you where the issues lie.
6: We Joe, that's a good point. Not we'll that. see. Yeah, we'll see how the roster evolves, and and I think we all expect the coaching to be better next year. It can't be as bad as it was. Joe, we appreciate the phone call two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All your phone calls come. Your reaction, everything today, the Embiid stuff. Does it make you want to go all in less than before because he's you know unhealthy again? We'll find out MRI results coming up. Will the Eagles regret not going after Belichick instead of Sirianni? And of course, the AJ stuff. He's adding some oxygen here the trade rumors that are out there plus we got some breaking news and NFL team has found a new head coach we'll hit that your phone calls 215-592-9494 midday show sports radio 94 WIP last year at the Super Bowl Rob Gronkowski went wide left on Fanduel's kick of destiny now he's back for kick of destiny two. at this and this time you can play along all you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss get your free pick in right now because if you're right you win a share of $10 million of bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes a shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to Fanduel Sportsbook app to get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You win a share of $10 million of bonus bets if you're right. New to Fanduel? Just visit fanduelcom slash G-I-G-L-I-O to sign up. Make every moment more Fanduel in partnership Woods Valley Forge Casino, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Fandle Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP.
20: You're prepared, obviously, to be catching passes for the Philadelphia Eagles next season.
17: I'm prepared to uh, focus on my family at home and, and get better in offseason. Just see, see where this thing
6: go. You know, it's chatter though. Yeah, that wasn't a yes. Wasn't, wasn't a yes. no. It wasn't a no. Welcome back. It's the midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. We have ourselves uh, quite a situation a j Brown's a couple of interviews today did not was not i wouldn't say he was strong in his Reaction. He, could have been a, he could have been a little bit strong yeah he kind of left it open to yeah we'll see what happens Over to
7: interpretation
6: when asked about the idea of him being traded by the eagles this offseason uh, of course the part of the conversation started yesterday on wip just the premise of this and now aj's reacting to the premise with yeah you never know <laughs> we'll see what the heck happens here 215-592-9494 quickly before we get back to the phones here some breaking news in the nfl breaking news from wip presented by beck smarter bets start with beck download the beck app or visit betql.com today. Here we are down to one head coaching opening because the Seattle Seahawks are going to hire Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Congratulations to him. So we get our He's pretty young, 36, 37, and he's a head coach now. Did a great job with the Ravens defense, even the game on Sunday. I know Mahomes was efficient, but... And yeah, that 17 defense points.
7: was stout. Yeah, that defense played pretty stout.
6: Yeah, after the first quarter, they really shut the Chiefs down and gave the Lamar a chance to win the game, and, and they couldn't do it. But so McDonald becomes the head coach. So that leaves just the Ravens, just the uh, Commanders, as the only team without a head coach. After Ben Johnson told them no, he was like, "No, I can't do that." I have. No, they had. They were interviewing Aaron Glenn again yesterday. Did you see
7: the Commodores fan? Like, I. I this is my level of petty. Like watching some of the videos of the Commodores fans. When they find out that he, they, their coach wasn't coming. <laughs>
17: they was absolutely.
7: Oh, I'm mad. sure they're devastated. They were sick, and they're trying to figure out why. We got the number two pick, and we got, a, we got coffers full of money. <laughs> That's why.
6: That's why right there. <laughs> Dumpster fire. I don't know who they're going to hire. They've interviewed Dan Quinn. I mean, Aaron Glenn could get the job. You know what? I
7: hate to do it, Joe, but I – I guess I have to go ahead and throw my name. You in should at this point. Yeah, I,
6: I mean, at worst, it's good content for the show. You could get I mean, interviewed yeah. by Josh Harris.
7: And then you know, like I'm, I know what the the going to be. Like, hey, we're going to be competitive though. If I if I go coach for the Commodores, we will be competitive. Well, how are you going to do that and participate in the Bachelor at the same time? Uh, I probably have better luck with the Commodores <laughs> than think? I will on Bachelor.
11: Definitely.
6: <laughs> All right, just hold on a second. You, you said you guys are going to be competitive if you're the coach. Yeah. Competitive. Yeah.
11: Kyle, what do, you my think, what do you
6: think the commanders' recorders
10: next year if you use their coach?
6: A full honesty. We just do honesty on the show.
10: I don't know, man. I did see Jeff Saturday take over the Colts. He, got, he won like one game, didn't he? Well, he won a game. I give you a game.
6: You can win yeah. a game. I was thinking maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> don't push it, dude. I'm, I had your back. Maybe two. You know what? I don't want to surprise you guys because th- you, you thought I was going to be really mean. I was thinking three and 14. I think you uh, get three wins.
7: I don't know oh. about three. That might be kind of tight. Yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> <come on. laughs> Who's my quarterback? You could draft. I got one. the number two pick. Oh, yeah. Drake May, Jaden Daniels. You can that, get your pick. B- but I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to the people. I would be a leader. I would be a leader of men, and I would have some of the rousingest speeches that you would oh, ever. I can in my, imagine. My press conferences would be fire. Though, those, those, <laughs> those, those, we had to work on that a little bit. I mean, I, you know, there's some work that needs to be done. But it's my first job. I couldn't do no worse than Dan Campbell and Coach Sirianni did when they first got here. Well, they got to their jobs. Be, I, Y'all better give me some grace if I become the head none, coach. None, none. <laughs> a legit threat, a, a, a legit threat. The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. You know what probably be, to get to be the most? What's that? It's like being it, like being in Washington or not being up here, and just people just killing me all the time about my my uh, articulation. Yeah. Also, words. they might be they upset that you don't have that.
6: you don't say the team's name the way it's. Commodores. <laughs> or I would mess up and call them the Redskins. Oh, they wouldn't like that. Yeah, they. Well, they would maybe not some like that. some of their fans. I think the
7: Eagles yeah. come from behind to beat the Commodores.
6: Jim, yeah, Jim, we gotta all, get Jim Nance in the first game. Yeah, they
7: would definitely be. They would be bad if you
6: me, man. I, I mean, at this point, what's the worst that happens if you if you call down to Washington and say, "Can I get an interview?" They can't find a coach.
7: Who do I need to call? Wait, ooh, you know what? Josh can, Harris, he's no, here. We got connections. Uh, no. I can, call, I can call Doug Williams. I was on the Zoom with him last. I can call Doug. I'm going to call Doug. you doing Zooms Zoom. with Doug Williams? Yeah, I'm going to call him. I'm going to text him because they was at the uh, the Hall of Fame last night because the HBCU, uh, they they got the uh, Legacy Bowl that's mm. coming up, so he was doing that, so we were all on the call
6: with that. But I'm going to call Doug and be like, Doug, put my name in the hat. All right, last thing before we get back to the phones here on this. Remember when – um A, uh, what was his name? The, he's Antonio Brown. Remember when he secretly recorded John Gruden and yes. put it out there? How much trouble do we get in if you get an co- interview with the commanders and you secret- secretly record Josh Harris ask you questions? Well, let's be honest. I mean, that would be great let's for be our show. Let's be
7: honest. I would probably be just the minority like interview. Let's let's be 100 here. they They already be, had some. They don't yeah, need to it. Yeah, but they they that. probably just give like one more. Okay, one more. Just to look at. So good. I would record it so it would I, 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 how much trouble could we be in? Well, I thought you were going the other like, way. way. What?
10: Like someone recording Hugh and his, and what they called him saying and how no, that would be? That, shared. Like he's
7: talking about me recording the interview. Yes,
10: no, I know. I'm saying like I was thinking he was about to go the way of like one of the players recording uh, Hugh, and then and uh, what would come
7: out of and that. ask me, okay, Hugh, with our defense, how would you fix it? Well, first of all, money, the cap, the cap situation is not my thing, but we need some better players. <laughs> you guys suck, <laughs> Joe. We need a better player. What quarterback would you
6: like to draft? The one that could play. The one, anyone better than <laughs> Sam Howell? It'd almost be like. Remember when uh, Dion got to Colorado and he said, "You guys all better go in the transfer portal yeah, because hey, I'm looking for better players." <laughs> yes. So you gotta like, be like that. Yeah, that that would yeah. be hilarious. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Rabbi Saul in the Northeast. Hey, Rabbi Saul. How about Belichick
19: to the Commanders?
6: You know, I've thought about they that. They might call him. That they they might they circle back because they, they, they look they have some egg on their face that now, no one wants then, their job. Then
19: you would see whether he's a good coach.
6: Agreed. I mean, that's he has great. a lot of
19: a lot of good draft choices mm-hmm. because he'll be drafting very early, in every round, so uh, he can build up a team if he wants to.
6: Yeah, he has a second pick, so he would get you know his choice of the second quarterback, and if that kid could play, then you know it would be a good. you right; it's a it would be a good test to see what he could do out of New anyway,
19: England. Anyway, uh, I called for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Number one, if you remember, a, a, a month ago or maybe six weeks ago. They were talking about Embiid taking classes. I don't know how they call them now, and the name escapes me. To learn how to stay straight and not fall that often. I've never seen a, bo- uh, a basketball player fall as often as he does. So, it's like every after every shot, he has to fall.
6: So I remember reading. I agree, Rabbi. So I remember reading when he first came back from those foot injuries. You know, seven he had eight a years ago. Bad equilibrium. Well, they actually told him at that point to, to fall. That ain't me. Yeah, I was, I, I was looking at Hugh as if it was him. Anyway, at, at early, <laughs> Hugh, when he had all the injuries early in his career, doctors yeah. actually told him it'd be better to fall because he could brace his fall and not hurt his legs as much. Mm-hmm. But I think well, it's, it, it doesn't look
19: like when he's swallowing, he's bracing him. I know.
6: I think it's actually gone too far. I think he falls too much now. We, we've kind of crossed the line too That's far now.
19: Number one, number two. Number three. Uh, who came up with the idea of Brown being traded? Just somebody pretty: Yeah, some it some some
7: old slappy that listened to the radio no, station. No, no, no.
19: I'm just saying somebody just brought it out
7: there. Yeah, that, what that's reason? what I'm saying. Rabbi, somebody, somebody on the radio station. Yeah,
19: but I don't think I don't think that Brown wanted to be traded, and I don't think the Eagles want to trade him. I don't think so. Either. So yeah. by bringing it up, now you're instigating Brown.
6: Well, she's got it. And the, the people doing their jobs are just asking them a question because it's out there. But Rabbi, he, he could have said, I, "I'm excited he could have, to be he an could eagle." Have poured cold water on yeah, that. Yeah, he didn't seem to do that. Well,
19: maybe he's thinking, well, if they're asking me this question, they must have heard
6: something. It's like a big game of telephone. Rabbi, saw we appreciate it. It is. It does kind of feel like that. He said this. She said that. What do you he think said, about? She said. Yeah. What do you think about what he said? Maybe he didn't really say it.
7: But that's basically what it was. Hey, what do you think about all these rumors? I don't worry about uh, I don't worry about those rumors, man. Those are just what they are—rumors. Boom. Next question. Mm. I mean, that's easy.
6: It is easy. And, uh, again, his he's asked about all of this, and he's, he he, it's a simple answer. Are you just concentrating on being an eagle? And he just he didn't say the uh, word. Yeah, that's yes. All, that's all I'm doing
7: right now. And to that to that cross that bridge, that's what I'm worried about. That's what he, he could have said that.
6: I, I do wonder what's going on here. It doesn't feel like nothing's going on.
7: He's not happy for whatever reason. Don't know what that is. But there are some guys in that locker room that I feel like weren't happy about whatever the situation was. And and I know somebody's in the car. Saying, what are you talking about? What situ-? I
6: don't know. But somebody wasn't happy. Well, and then, so off of that, you, I think most people would agree with you on that, that it didn't seem like a happy locker room towards the end of the season. You have two choices. You could try to Fix it, try to put band-aids on it, some glue or whatever, and patch things together. Or you could change the mix of the team. And that's every offseason done teams have to do this. You change the mix or the chemistry. You, yeah, exactly. The chemistry. I, I don't know what the Eagles are gonna do, but that this Brown stuff does not sound like he's AJ Ball at all. He's a great player.